Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Guys, we are back. We're going to try this again. We are at least going to give this uh, a shot here. So please go ahead, Hannah Claire, talk. Hey, guys. Did you miss us? We are back. Hopefully you can hear us without any crackling. Uh, all right. Now, Shane, go ahead. What's up? It's good to be back. We had a little seance. Let me know, if uh, guys, what it says. Got rid of all the bad stuff, um, hopefully. Guys, are we, are we good? We're looking happy in the, in the, in the chat. chat. We good, guys? Oh, crisis uh, actors. Look at you guys reassembling somewhere sweet. new. All right. All right. Mike now, one more check. check. Now, double check, guys. I want to make sure it's working in three camera. Are we good? Yep. They Are said it sounds good. good. All right. All right, guys. Here we now go. that uh, I'm done having um, uh, <laughs> an annoying... Uh, and don't uh, you know now you know because the hell with it if it's bad too too bad we're, the thing we're, is you could just, just leave it on it. me the whole time yeah. and I'll talk <laughs> literal <laughs> nonsense I'll just read you Yahoo article <laughs> headlines for like what how long is this thing an hour yes alright guys well thank you thank you um, took a couple of years off my life but I'm learning to be less difficult less hard on myself you, you uh, hustled uh, we had some great help it came together the and we're back. Brett reminded me of like a dad when you're hustling to get to a flight on time. Yes. And I'm like, ha ha, we're going to make it work. It's all going to be fine. Yes. He's like, like, you have to be serious right yeah. now. Or the world will burn. I don't have it in me to not be serious in these situations. Because like, actually, I don't know if I was like, not like, like if I was on IRL and this happened, I'd be like, <laughs> not my problem. Right. But like when it's, when it's your, no, when it's your problem. No, it's, it always is, it stinks. Uh, I felt bad to see. I felt like I did bring in some type of ghost. Yeah. Are you being haunted? Do we need to get some holy water you know, in here? In, a, in an upcoming chapter that we're going to release soon on, uh, on the website. Some, a witch does tell me that I'm possessed by multiple ghosts. So multiple? Multiple, yeah. Is that yeah. better than being possessed by one? Like they cancel each other out? They I distract each other? Instead of like a home, I'm like, a, like an apartment building for ghosts. Fun. And they all just kind of pay rent. There's a show on, on CES right now called Ghosts where like they live in like a, they live in like a bed and breakfast with ghosts. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Starring Rose McIver. It's just my childhood. All right, guys, we're just going to go ahead and get right you guys into hear it. my favorite Hallmark movie then? If yes. Talk about uh, this. Yeah. There is a Hallmark movie. It's a Christmas Hallmark movie that uh, the description is like a, a busy lady lawyer becomes the executor, executor for a failing B, Airbnb, uh, not Airbnb, bed and breakfast. And when she gets there, she realizes it's home to a handsome but cursed ghost. Oh, handsome, And huh? I think of the phrase <laughs> handsome but cursed ghost more often than I'd like to admit. Yeah. And I actually watch that movie every Christmas now. Oh. I, I watched it randomly in college one time or like put it on the background to have something going and like... It is a fine piece of work huh. by Hallmark. I'm really changing my say. bio to handsome but cursed ghost. Yes, yeah, you need you, to. 
I feel great about this. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys. We're just going to go ahead and get right the heck Wait, into it. Wait, can I read it. our yes. first Super Chat? Yes, That's you a can. good one. Jonathan Harris, who has been loyal and helped us with the audio issues, said, plot twist, the audio issues were manufactured to generate 15 crisis parties. Good job, Hannah Claire. <laughs> I didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> if you guys don't know, when we get 15 consecutive crisis parties, Brett's going to bleach his hair. What? The ghosts love it. I Can we do that live on air? Yes, I, that's what Can I'm advocating for. I said it has to be longer. He's first, trying to put up all these stipulations. No, he doesn't no, no. realize he doesn't have a choice. No, he already committed. It's up to the crisis actors. He already got to make. Yeah. I said ten. He said fifteen. And no I more heard. I heard that if it, we get to thirty-five uh, crisis parties, he's going to get elf ears. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk is going to come and shake his head unhappily. Yes. Yeah. 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 Disapproving. Disapproving dad. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like don't even want to do subject one now because subject one was like all serious and important, and I wanted to like make good points about corporate structure and the problems That's with the modern identity you politics. For, yeah. You prepare for the show, and the crisis party was like, no, we the, we will not let you just be. No, calm. the audio issues were like, no. The studio like, now, was like, Brett well, seems too serious about his job. We've got to throw him a loop. <laughs> That's what it is. This just goes to show you that there's a deep state. In Hollywood that's trying to prevent you from speaking the truth of power Brett that's guys uh, the, the crazy actors are back I yeah. mean, this money is getting well, a little out of control I make it rain I make it rain guys we are gonna get right into it so what it says it? we are getting right into it. it says why Warner Brothers discovery issues are beyond Batgirl this is a fascinating fascinating article if you if I do say so myself so basically the idea here is that they're saying that because David Zaslav wants to cancel uh, because he canceled all these projects He's both a bigot But they also make the point That it's corporate structure So what is it? Is he a bigot Or is he a soulist uh, ca Soulist capitalist investor What is it? Right? That, that's the question I have So I want to go through Most of this article So uh, we've got everything going I got to fact, Shane I've got your I took your name off there I'm going to put your name Back on handsome there Put ghost uh, Handsome but cursed ghost Please Handsome but cursed ghost I'm putting it back on there Handsome but cursed ghost Brett Have no fear Have no fear Have no fear Brett is like Stop Editing. talking to Editing this episode is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> so it says, months before the Justice Guys, Department... Guys, I had to go out with a bang on my last episode. <laughs> Although I will say here now that I did nothing to cause the audio issues. Mm, her fingers are crossed. Months before... You are haunted. <laughs> You're in a haunted apartment complex for ghosts. We're starting. Brett, Brett's getting Months mad, before the Death Justice Department... Months before the Justice Department blessed the $43 billion Warner Brothers Discovery merger, 30 members of Congress warned the agency in a letter that the resulting competition vacuum could allow the newly formed giant to ignore what consumers want. Uh, among the antitrust concerns they pressed uh, was that it could dampen diverse and inclusive programming, which has become common criticism after Warner Brothers Discovery canned its $90 million HBO Max Batgirl film. Uh, and here's the funny part. They, uh, this studio is $55 billion in debt. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the last, like, since he took over, like four weeks ago, they've created about $852 million in write-offs through canceling programs. Uh, do you believe, and I'm just going to get to my point initially, do you believe that your identity markers are worth a billion dollars? What would you say my identity markers are? If you were in this cast, if you're Leslie Grace, if you're the directors of this film, if you're the ones who are championing this concept that it's uh, that they're hurting people by doing it, uh, is it worth a billion dollars? I'm not making the points as cogently as I would have liked because uh, we've been thrown all over the map here. But basically, they fear that their combined market power between Discovery, Discovery Plus, and Warner and Warner Brothers Media is going to prevent stuff like this from getting made. Uh, I push back on that. So it says there's no indication with Batgirl that they'll shop around. They 
can't do that. They're not going to shop that around. Says Democratic rep. Uh, it's a Joaquin Castro. Why? Uh, it, it, Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? Uh, in the four months since the deal closed, Zaslav has, ha- has overhauled the entertainment powerhouse during an August 4th earnings call. He trumpeted a 10-year plan to reset DC Studios, shelving Batgirl, part of a cost savings plan and push to pivot away from basically they want to stop doing uh, movies on streaming and go back to working in theaters for movies, right? They also canceled all, all their live action kids content. What's up? I'm just happy. I'm, okay. just, I'm just enjoying my time here. Okay. <laughs> Clicking cash. Oh my so, God. Uh, is there, is it funny? Brett, I'm serious. <laughs> I swear. So the, the message was clear. Uh, Batgirl doesn't live up to Warner's new standards for theatrical releases and has no place on its streaming plans oh, yeah. because it's a movie and not a show. Uh, but I want to point out that the Journey Smollett-led uh, Black Canary movie is still moving forward. The uh, Blue Beetle movie is still moving forward. There's absolutely still diverse films in the pipeline. But like, this is the problem I have with it. Once you pander mm-hmm. to these causes, it's, it's really like I almost have no sympathy for them for having these articles written about them. Because once you pander to this type of market, it's all you're ever going to get. And you can't go back. Nope. You're right, stuck. maybe like, the movie's just bad though. That, that, that's just really, says, really bad. So it says experts question if these moves indicate that the newly merged company has too much market power under under antitrust laws, <laughs> which seek to promote innovation, choice, and product variety. <laughs> uh, merger enforcers uh, enforcers consider a deal with incent uh, will incentivize the company to withdraw a product that's a significant number of customers strongly prefer. So my question is, if people strongly prefer this. Like they're saying, mm-hmm. why would a soulless, profit-driven corporate executive cancel it in the first place? Mm. His oh. greed is in conflict with his, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say the, the bad R word yeah. ever allowed, but you know, like what they're saying, he's a horrible person. And they saved, they saved $20 million by canceling this movie, which barely takes a dent. How much? Twenty million, okay. Which uh, cost ninety million would have cost another fifty to sixty it cost to ninety million dollars before marketing. What, before marketing, what, what are they spending their Bat money Girl? on? This um, doesn't make any sense at all. Here, here's the other thing: they killed dozens of projects. I have a list here. I, I don't think you guys have that tab per, pulled up. It says twelve. These these are things that have just been removed from the streaming service. So this is just saving uh, server space. Uh, Aquaman, King of Atlantis, close enough. Ellen's next door, uh, next great designer, Esme and Roy. It's not just underrepresented groups that are getting canned here, but that's what they want you to believe. Yeah, yeah. I think part of this is, do you think that if they, they thought they could have made money off of this or that people enough people would have watched it? They, they would have never they, made they it. How do, you, how, do you even ju- how, how do you judge that when it's on a streaming platform and there's no ticket sales? Yeah. In- increased channel growth? or in- Increased revenue? Whoa! Oh, hey. Thank you, guys. That is a, that is a benefit considering that uh, it, it is. Guys, all... Brett's gonna beat himself up about the audio issues for the next no, year. Not the no. Uh, it's the the first segment is is not going to be. I'm so excited about the first segment. No, this, so is, still, this is still good. It's Warner still Brothers good. Discovery's oh reputation. Uh, I will agree with one thing that they're putting in here is that they're saying Warner Brothers Discovery's reputation with creators is going to suffer from Why? this because because people are gonna wonder if they're gonna start working on something and then everything will get canceled. You don't see this as like an integrity mm. move in any way. Plus. I want to revert back to my point from the other day. If you are a writer in Hollywood, I am sure that you have had more things get thrown out than ever make it this far into production. This is kind of how it works. We are hearing like a strange version of this. Like it, yes, it is unusual for them to pour, I guess, $90 million, which already seems insane to me. Did you know fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? 
They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Into a movie and then cancel it, but like that should tell you that they really did not think it would do, not even like okay, mm -hmm. they thought it would do so badly, it right. would be bad for other projects they have in the pipeline. Like, this is actually a strange move of integrity, and everyone who tells you that it's because of diversity, they're being mean, they're yeah, being bad. Like, it's false. they're not looking at the big picture. But right. they deserve this because they've pandered to this narrative that you need to do things this way rather than just making movies a good way. The the move the, the show Gordita Chronicles, which they're talking about here, their 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 issue here is that it's a it's a family friendly show mm. that also happens to be Latino led, and they are they if there is one group that's underrepresented in Hollywood, it's absolutely the Latino population. Like, uh, from the numbers that I've seen, right. like uh, there's a, a YouTuber that I watch who makes the joke. Like whenever they talk about diverse, they just mean like making adding more black characters. But there's also you could add Asian characters, right. you could add Hispanic characters. Like there's a lot of groups that you can add that are more than just that. But that's not what it means in Hollywood right now. No. Uh, but the point here is that they didn't cancel it because it's a Latino-led show. They canceled it because it's a family, uh, it's a family-oriented live action, which they said blanket they're getting rid of. They don't want to do that genre, hmm. that stuff anymore. So uh, HBO Max is among the most expensive streaming platforms at fourteen ninety nine a month and remains it remains to be seen how much appetite there is among consumers for a price hike to add Disney uh, to add Discovery Plus offerings those are like I actually think that that is genius on their part and this isn't really the point I was going to make today is like if you imagine it as like a, a husband and wife together the husband will watch once they merge these two together the husband will watch HBO Max so he can watch the HBO Max stuff the wife will then end up watching HBO Max so she can watch the Discovery Plus stuff because that's the home uh, that's the like genre it's like less genre stuff and it's more like like uh, easy watching, like uh, they're building homes and HGTV and stuff like that. So they're actually expanding their marketplace by doing so. And it's not just one group of creators that are getting canceled in a corporate overhaul like this. It's everyone. Yeah. But everyone now, because they pandered to this, to this, uh, call, you know, to this, uh, type of push in society that they're going to be, uh, held as if they're doing something wrong. Yeah, they must see something really bad with it. They're probably thinking of like Birds of Prey, how that did. Yeah, and that, that movie, they, there's a sequel. The two Ghostbusters ago. There, there's a Birds of Prey spinoff coming with the character, with the with the actress who played uh, uh, Black Canary no in that, by Jerry Smith. That. Nobody asked for that, but yeah. they're still going forward with it. Because right. obviously they found, he somehow believes that there's a financial right. push what, forward so for it. What studio is that? Uh, that's Warner Brothers. That's Warner Brothers yeah. as well. So also I want to know is like, uh, is it his, who does he have more of a responsibility to? Is it his fiscal duty as uh, CEO to pare down the costs, i.e. the shareholder? Mm -hmm. Or does he have uh, uh, some type of um, responsibility to uh, 
the call for diversity, equity, inclusion from activists? Who's more important? It depends who you ask. Who is more important? I would important, say it's, it's the, the first one. Who is more important <laughs> to David Zaslav? The people, yeah. his shareholders or activists or, or the Hollywood Reporter? Well, it depends yes. how much of a spine he has. Right. Yeah. And like yeah. activism doesn't always pay. Like most activism is effective because they have some huge multimillionaire backer who's funding them. In yeah. this case, there is not enough investment to turn the tide and the public is not so interested in whether it be the diversity angle or the you know genre angle a family oriented action movie or whatever home genre dumbs they call it yeah like either way this is a losing gamble and the studio saw it and i actually think it's good that they pulled it and i don't think it's i strictly not a comment on like changing the narrative or race swapping or any of the other criticisms that like batgirl has gotten like this venture probably would have hurt them as a whole and if we're looking at it in the sense of we want to give as many creators the chance to have their art seen having a horrible venture go out that costs a ton of money that loses money hurts everyone involved like you have to cancel some things and it's unusual for them to make it this far down the pipeline yeah and it did. That's all there is to it. He he inherited a company. He took over as CEO as a company that's $55 billion in debt and has to find a way to start making that up very, very quickly. But the, uh, now I read this article. It says, Batgirl's cancellation means three important firsts will not see the light of day. Batgirl and Afro-Latina representation. Batgirl featured a key LGBTQ plus comic book character. Two rising directorial talents lose out to and the future of DC representation. Look, none of those guarantee that you're going to make any money at all they mean nothing unless the project is good right the only one i would agree with is that the the guys who directed it were the same guys who did uh bad boys for life which was actually a pretty good movie so they do lose out uh on this but in general every time that they make these arguments this is what happens when you have uh artistic like basically art drawn consumerism right like what when it's uh capitalist art Mm. You have to understand that the the money comes first. Yeah, that's just propaganda. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I I had more I wanted to say, but I don't really. Can we uh, go back to that Hollywood Reporter yep, real quick? Because my favorite part was towards the end, uh, the paragraph that starts with HBO Max's offerings have been as well known for their cultural diversity as for the quality and ambition. Mm-hmm. Later on in that paragraph, <laughs> this this quote happens. Say you were a fast food restaurant and you have a really popular menu item. When you're brought by another, when you're bought by another company, would you get rid of the item? I just love that they're comparing these people to food. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. it's very uh, Jill Biden esque comparing people to tacos. Like this is it's insane to me that that's what they think of. Also, why also is Joaquin Castro talking about that? I missed that in the article. Like, why is he involved? Is it because of the antitrust thing? The yeah, because the, they they so had they like a bunch a of politicians to talk talked. about this. Like, yeah. I'm just it's so disgusting to me. Yep. So it says, in addition to the content itself, another indicator of whether Warner Brothers Discovery is running afoul of the merger guidelines is what newly merged entity ends up charging for a combined HBO Max Discovery Plus service when it launches in 2023. Under antitrust law, an acquisition's effects on price is the heaviest factor in weighing merger. It's uh, they, they, this is also funny because they just put HBO Max on sale today. Like there's like an offer going on right now to get it for like $30 cheaper. Hmm. And then they have an article written about that, about like (laughs) laughing, you know, it's like really snarky. Like, oh, I thought HBO Max was doing so good. So pick your choice. You can do nothing right in this ecosystem. You cannot. You can do nothing. You'll always fail by these standards. And maybe that's the, maybe that's the, the overall conclusion to make here. It's not whether uh, it's right to cancel it. It's not whether it's wrong to cancel. It's that no matter what, you're always wrong. Right. To them. There's no moral center to any of this stuff. So, all right, let's do super chats. Okay. Uh, Mary says, glad you guys were able to get the stream back. 
We are also glad. Thank you, Mary. Mostly we're glad that Brett is not having a heart attack any longer. You guys are incredibly important to Brett, and he does not like to produce substandard content for you guys. I don't like to let you guys down. Uh, Thousand Foot Deep End says, I hereby declare that by fixing the audio, Brett has officially earned the right to refuse to bleach his hair at 15 crisis parties. Ooh. The agreement is annulled. Mm, you don't have the authority on that, yeah. but we'll, we'll negotiate later. <laughs> uh, Bad App says, Hall- Hallmark movie and chill. <laughs> Jonathan Harris says, Shane, I need to catch up, but how far do you think you would have gotten with the multiracial crew? I wonder how many people would have talked to you if you showed up with a black guy and ask, uh, asking for that sweet Confederate gold. Mm. Oh, like, that's interesting. Like in what way? Like, uh, like in terms of getting like more people, like do you clues, think more people would have talked to you getting closer. Um, I was just hated by everybody. Okay. Uh, down there because just asking for the gold uh, was a problem because it's like an economy in itself down there. So mm-hmm. I don't think my biggest help was having a local person because he could at least vouch for me and be like, and that's Clint, if you've been following along. Uh, but even that sometimes would make him a target. Clearly, if you've watched it, he, he had his life threatened in front of his own house. So uh, I don't think there's anything, I, being an outsider is just the, I was an alien um, in the extraterrestrial sense to Georgia. So how would, uh, what do they mean? Like when he, when he asks, like, would it have helped if somebody had looked like somebody that looked different than you than you had been with you? Like, would it have opened up more doors? I, c- I could have been worse depending on That's who I was talking to. Yeah. yeah it could have been worse. Uh, I, you know, I met people down there who were descendants of slaves. So there's a lot of people that were actually still racist. Oh, there's certainly people yeah. down uh, everywhere. I see them in New York too, but mm-hmm. like in, yeah, in this town, I met the people who were descendants of slaves who are now friends with the descendants of the, the slave owners who had those slaves. Wow. That's, that's crazy. crazy stuff. They went, to, they went to the funeral of the guy for, for crying out loud. That's wild. It's wild stuff. Guys, check out Tales of the Inverted World on TimCast.com. It's awesome. Pretty cool. Thank you. Um, Waffle Sensei says, Hannah Claire, you can't use holy water on ghosts because they're not demons. You need a vacuum cleaner for ghosts. Shane, can uh, you confirm? I, we got to talk to Seamus Coughlin about that because he would disagree. <laughs> Mary but would probably disagree. I, I do get that like if vo- if ghosts are like vapor, right? Water may not totally do the job. Yeah. Demons are, have like a surface, I assume, that the yeah. water can land on. It, I think it depends on the ghost type too. You need so like what a holy water diffuser ghosts. for ghosts? So what yeah. would work? Uh, it, it depends on the ghost. Do you remember the video or the picture like early on during the pandemic of the guy shooting like when they were baptizing the child with the yeah. super soaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that like was the amazing. greatest thing ever. Yeah, that was great. I want to do that. Uh, Ensting? Uh, Enstein K? Enstein K. I tried to pronounce the name I like Dragon that. Stalin. And Brett had to point out to me that it's a Dragon's talent <laughs> i would do the same mary morgan please come back yeah. i am not cut out for this job she's gonna come back I'm like i'm so glad Anyways, i was not here for that episode uh, yesterday demi lovato just rehabbed her reputation calling out uh wilmer valderrama for being a perv it's kind of epic we did talk about we, this we talked about this late. uh i don't remember what episode number but if you guys go to timcast.com you can read mary morgan's article yeah uh, covering and this. demi lovato is big into ufos aliens uh, and she just started theories. using female the, pronouns that's right again. she also apologized she might be releasing an album that's what? coincidentally coming out while all of these things are. It's crazy. Yeah. She, she actually apologized for like to like ghosts for like suffering past sexism. That's what it was. That's, that's true. Was. That's true. I'm trying to get her on the uh, Inverted World podcast version. I would out. die. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be incredible. Be amazing, right? Uh, we'll get her on here too. I would like to get <laughs> Joey B. Tunes on here. Yeah. There's so much to do. Yes. Uh, Quiet Inari says, a man never backs down on his agreement. 
WWCD. What would Chet do? What, what would Chet, Chet do? do? I love how quick he knew that. I, I mean, I'm assuming that's you that's have had exactly too much Chet Kool-Aid. You're crazy. I, I would, I will, I will dye my hair at 15 if if we 15 get that. Clip that. I'm not Dane. Clip that. But clip it. I get to choose when. I don't think so. I don't like that part. No, and that's not how it works. Um, Just wait for the show to go out of business. <laughs> wait it out. Yeah. Okay. Caper Two X says. Is is the sound guys? No, we are not fixing Brett. Uh, <laughs> Brett cannot be fixed. He's perfect the way he is. That is, that is right. And Andy Leiterman. Our missing in action CTO. Says, says uh, I fixed it. You're welcome. So uh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Andy. Good looking we'll out. We'll see you when you come right. to work. I rapped Wu-Tang uh, while we were having problems. Yeah. Andy also loves that song. Triumph. Shout out to Andy. I Shout wish, out to Wu-Tang. Yeah. Ghostface. Maybe Lisa. we should have a rap session while you're here. Uh, yeah, let's do that. No, we're, we're we got it going. Hope you guys yeah. are happy. And Brett, I swear everything's okay. We're good. We're yeah. good. All right, we're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about the the. Someone this. just sent in. Sorry, it's not a super chat. But nope. I drank holy water by accident once, and <gasps> I know not a lot of people who did that oh, because wow. their church would have like a little dispenser by the door, and right. it looks like a water dispenser. And people would be like drinking the holy mm. water. That's like a. Whole did anything happen to them? Like, as happen? far as I know, at least not right in the church. Interesting. All right, uh, Jonah Hill will not promote his new movies because of mental health. Press tours exacerbate an anxiety attacks. The funniest part about this is the movie that he's going to be promoting. It's a movie about mental health called Sputs. It's almost like it's planned. It's, it's almost like the best way to promote a mental health movie is to talk about your own mental health. But I'm saying, like, is anything real anymore? Okay, I know I'm the guy who always comes on here and says that too, that there's no reality. But I, I before we read it, I just, I did feel differently about it the more I thought about it because, and I don't, I, I, this could all be fake and it's like a way to promote his movie, but he's also someone who seems to want to improve himself. You know, he lost a ton of weight. Yeah, like, and like, I, I appreciate that. And he's talked pretty publicly about struggling with people right. commenting on his relationships and his weight. And so I remember when he I threw uh, James Franco into the bus. Did he? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like as soon as everybody stuff came out did. about James Franco, he's like, "I'm not." I, I like, Which that annoys me because it's like you clearly had no problem with his behavior. You you cared that he got yeah. caught. Yeah, of course. So. Of course. Uh, Jonah Hill has released an open letter which he in which he announced that he will no longer promote his own movies for the foreseeable future in order to continue working on his mental health. His upcoming projects include a documentary he directed titled Sputs uh, and a Netflix comedy, uh, You People, which uh, Hill co-wrote with director Kenya Barris. Hill stars in the Netflix film opposite Eddie Murphy. That's awesome. Whoa. Uh, Julia Louise-Dreyfus, uh, Molly Gordon, Mike Epps, Nia Long, and David Duchovny. Wow, that is an eclectic cast right there. Nia Long's awesome, and so is David Duchovny. Uh, Throughout this journey of self-discovery within film, I have come to the understanding that I have spent 20 years experiencing anxiety attacks, which are exacerbated by media appearances and public-facing events, Hill wrote. Uh, so Sputz comes out uh, this in film festivals this upcoming year. And he says the movie features Hill and his therapist openly discussing his mental health issues. The reason I brought this up is because I see 900 articles a day that discuss like celebrities talking about mental health, and there's a certain fascination with it in uh, not just Hollywood but within society right now because we went from being completely closeted about mm. the concept of talking about your mental health to a point where we've almost fetishized the concept of talking about your mental health. That's exactly it, and that's how I felt at first when I read it. And I also, actually, I'll be honest, my first gut reaction was this is just their attempt to get us all into the metaverse where celebrities will promote films from now on, and I reject that. 
but I also as someone I do why does he talk about the benefits? no I just feel just, like that's that's the always where it's going that's the inevitable conclusion of this is where uh, Hollywood moves all these promotional things into the metaverse and uh, and then we all they expect all of us to join them there which I, I will never ever do um, do, 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 do the people who invest in his films have a right to question this no, because like what Hannah Claire said, if he funds also, it this himself, could be good for it. This could also just be promoting. But then he's it just promoting it in a, in a different way. Well, right. Which is, but that that is still an intellectually dishonest with what he's saying. If I he went agree. in and made this statement, knowing that, yeah, maybe he has a little bit of a problem with public facing events. But now he's like, I get to get out of public facing events and promote my movie. Sign me up. Yeah. I think that there's like I I want to believe that he really is someone who is trying to be open about mental health or like take take that sort of. Uh, pursuit in recovery seriously but because he did make a formal statement it's hard not to be like in lieu of any other promotions yeah. i'm gonna do this so when you hear about my movies and you google it it's like oh this guy is serious about mental health but it did in some ways remind me of i don't know if you guys heard about this but um mark cuban has this uh drug company where he is oh like, yeah, selling things for cheap. yeah yeah but he specifically said he's not gonna put any money in marketing it's all word of mouth so it's called like cost plus drugs and That's I, in cool. some ways, I think there that. is, yeah, it's it's really yeah. interesting. And that was one of the tenants. Like, it's all word of mouth marketing. He's not like paying for commercials or billboards or whatever. Hmm. And in some ways, I see this as an allusion to that. Like, I don't need to sell myself to sell the movie. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Who's the guy who did, um, gosh, I can't remember his name. It'll come to me in a minute, but he's a really famous actor. He does a lot of. Really, Lewis. Yes, thank yeah. you. And he like retreats he's, to Scotland or right. whatever. He doesn't come out. That's he is point. not on the circuit that's when right. he's promoting his movies. That's how I feel too because I'm also of the mind of I love artists who are kind of reclusive. Mm -hmm. Brian Wilson when he wrote Pet Sounds. Deion Day-Lewis, although if Chris Carr is listening, he'd be so mad. Why? He hates, I think he hates Deion Day-Lewis. What a specific. He doesn't like This man acting. and the things that he hates. He I know. Chris Carr he hates He also acting. hates the British, <laughs> which he had to tell me very like regretfully at one point. Um, I, maybe I'm slandering him. Maybe it's not Deion Day-Lewis. I, I feel like it is, but um, I'm sorry if it is, if it's not. Chris Carr, but um, he also hates Michael Mann movies and he hates the movie Heat, which means his his judgment is clearly suspect. We're making himself like so crotchety and mean. Like he's he's also a really like the nice best guy. editor I've ever had in my life. Yes, uh, but but um, hundred percent, like, he's the backbone of like everything I true, do. True, true. Uh, Thomas Pynchon is one of my favorite authors, also recluse. So I understand the need for wanting to be a recluse when you're also balancing the uh, the public life, and I understand that the public life comes with all its own stresses. But I also be I also think like you have to to some degree understand that I'm just balancing all this. I under, I understand it. I also am like searching through the story for authenticity. I want to believe that he's being authentic, but it is hard to understand if he's being authentic by just reading a, a press release. Also, we have this here, which is Jonah Hill deletes his Instagram amid uh, accounts mm. of anxiety. He also attacks. shaved his head. Yes. Yeah. So this it, is after he bleached it, or yeah. is he <laughs> alluding to Brett? So the, uh -oh. the, the thing here is that um, I see more and more of this. We had Sean Mendez canceled an entire tour recently yeah. because he he felt that his mental health was crappy mm -hmm. uh, and he needed need to work on it. And then so he posted like uh, pictures of him like at the beach, and, mm. and I, even I made the comment where I'm like eh like it, like I was like why is he at the beach if he if he has bad mental health but sometimes but you take a beach day because you have bad mental health yeah, exactly so but we also have this which is that the young actor who played uh, uh, in Superman and Lois is actually leaving Johnny plays Jonathan Kent in Superman and Lois he's leaving the show after two seasons because of uh, problems with his own mental health, which proves that they're not like afraid to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Like they're not a, maybe the opportunities feel more plentiful to them, but I feel like 20 years ago, they would be way too afraid to like lose their place in the industry yeah. by just 
because back in the day it would have made you seem unreliable yeah. now because right. it's so socially acceptable because well but like you said and you said it perfectly they fetishized it and that's the problem with wanting to know if it's authentic or not there's a weird obsession with the concept of like people who talk about like their conversations between them and their therapist like they've they fetishized going to therapy yeah hollywood yeah. has yeah i think in some ways making a big deal about anything in hollywood makes it so that topic's untouchable about you mm. like it's it's the outlet i don't see minor actors you know people who are working maybe on shows but not to the level of success that jonah hill has being able to be like i want to take a mental break like they are still expected to turn out work because acting so much depends on so much of an acting career depends on momentum yeah like it's why you see people doing massive amount of works as soon as they start to get as many offers as they can because it will not last forever yep. and some people are i mean jonah hill is doing it to a certain extent he's transitioning to other roles directing producing but yeah. not everyone has that opportunity. And in some ways, to me, this is a testament that his career is so secure mm. that he can say, like, I am setting this boundary. He oh, yeah. points that out here. He says, I usually cringe at letters or statements like this, but I understand that I am of the privileged few who can afford to take time off. I won't lose my job while working on my anxiety. With this letter and with, uh, with the film, he says, I'm hoping to make it more normal for people to talk and act on this stuff so that they can take steps towards feeling better so that people have the, can live their lives might understand their issues more clearly. Clearly. I just think that we should talk about mental health and like if you need a break from what you're doing or you need to change your routine like that's fine but acting is a unique field where you can say like I'm going to put a huge six month gap in my mm. uh, schedule I'm not going to take a movie I'm not going to take a TV show and realistically like mental health or like emotional wellness or whatever it is like those things are continuous are continuous you can't just check out of your job when he says I'm of the privileged few who take who can take a chance to or can afford to step away like mm -hmm. instead of talking about like me my career as an actor I feel like he's trying to relate to everyday working class people mm -hmm. who can't do that and in some ways I still think he's missing the point uh, do you think that this uh, do you think we've destigmatized this this discussion so much for to the fact like like I said I believe that it's been destigmatized so hard that so much that it's actually been fetishized and made uh, like where people feel like that if they're not talking about issues with their mental health that they're somehow not a complete person mm. almost yeah I would probably take it seriously more seriously if you just didn't say anything yeah <laughs> and I just didn't see from see him from yeah. a while like you know kind of how like norm mcdonald disappeared when he was sick that's a totally different thing but like just don't say anything then also i wonder if like uh, i don't know if he has kids or anything like this but i feel like back in the day this is married now right yeah, I have no back idea. in the day that like to take a break they would have been like i'm taking time off to spend with my family and to focus on my family now it's i'm taking time off to focus on myself uh, yeah, which I kind of attribute to like a, a shift in values to a, a more narcissistic culture that we well, live in right now. Brian Wilson did it in the 60s with Pet Sounds and he said it was because he was like a paranoid man. He hated touring. All that stuff was freaking him out. So he, he just locked himself in a studio and kind of just made, I think, one of the most perfect albums of all time. I also think that Jonah Hill's really good. Like, mm -hmm. Did you see his movie mid 90s mm -mm. that he directed? Oh, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Like, it's a great movie. That was years ago. I think ago. I've only seen him in Moneyball, which he is great. That, he was great in that, too. I yep. love that movie. I think he's really, really good. There's um, a movie Hannah Claire likes. Woo! Oh, you probably read I, the book the first. The thing is, I haven't seen that many movies, so yes. I don't like a lot of uh, them, and when I do, there are very few. <laughs> I also wonder if this is, like, a symptom of the lockdowns, because I see a lot of this coming out of Hollywood and musicians uh, saying like post lockdown, like Mike Patton, a musician I like a lot. Mm -hmm. I know him from Phantom Oz and Mr. Bungle. People might know him from Faith No More. Um, he released, released a statement like a few weeks ago saying, I'm just coming out of like a terrible place, mm -hmm. like mentally because of lockdowns and stuff. And uh, I think maybe all that stuff could have accelerated 
this mental stuff in these people. And then they, then they feel more uh, willing to say it out loud. Is it the studio's responsibility to help these to help these actors? One of the things I have a problem with is like a lot of these actors never know when to, to shut up and the studios should be telling them when they should, like maybe you should ease up on, like when you're promoting this, maybe you should like soften your language or, yeah. or not be so divisive in the way you talk. Like I don't, we don't cover a lot of those things on here because they tend to be um, related to specific properties that I'm just not interested in talking about. Yeah. Like I'm watching the Lord of the Rings promotion go on right now and it's a hilarious, absolute disaster disaster zone of, of people talking about stuff that has nothing to do with the show and the fans are combative mm -hmm. and the actors are combative back at the fans uh does the studio in a case similar to that where i think the studio should be like informing these people like maybe you shouldn't talk about this stuff uh so blatantly with uh when you're promoting stuff does the studios have a responsibility to help these actors uh or, or studio professionals with their mental health I think you're missing the point that studios are ultimately driven by making money. And so if no, I know actors that. are willing to talk about their mental health and that is of interest, like why would they tell them not to? Mm -hmm. If that draws intrigue to the movie, mm -hmm. right? If you in some way are getting on what we'll call like a buzzword topic or if mm -hmm. you're kind of picking up on that trend. Mm -hmm. I think generally we would like all industries, Hollywood not, to take people's wellness holistically pretty seriously. But... I think that studios and the culture in Hollywood is such that actors are encouraged to be overexposed and to capitalize on. I mean, think of like every celebrity couple who's like, we're going to have a, we had a baby and people has the exclusive rights to the photos and how much do they get paid for that. Like they are in an industry where mm. selling their privacy and selling their life story is so uh, integral to everything else they do. I, I can't imagine a studio executive would, you know, I, I would love it, but I don't think that they would have the moral standard to be like, yeah. no, we're going to cut off this revenue stream. Yeah. So, yeah, so maybe it means more if you don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I just cringe at thinking in the studio of telling anyone to say anything or not. I understand they could give advice, but I would just be like, don't tell me what to say. But they, they have contracts, so I don't know how that works. But well, it would be nice to think of like how Hannah Claire said it, like if they could, you know, behind the scenes be like, hey, maybe we can help out like this and that. But... I just find it to be a very heavily used, like the, the concept of mental health being a, a buzzword in articles that I'm reading all day, every day now. So I just, I thought it would be interesting to cover it from the angle of like, yeah. from somebody who can afford to, to not promote his own movies. But I do wonder if, if, uh, yes, sure. This is good invest. This is good, um, promotion. If that was indeed the purpose of it. Yeah. He did say, I think in there that like making that movie where he's talking about the mental stuff kind of, opened all this up for him yeah. so maybe it was like a, a gateway into him having this revelation well and I think if he is like leading if he is an example of someone who's like hey I'm not going to do something because I don't feel comfortable with it and I it ultimately doesn't impact me positively like I don't actually think that's bad I think so often we're told people to like told we have to tolerate things or do things because like it's for the greater good mm -hmm. and ultimately like I'm not saying you should be selfish, but also there are times to be realistic with what your what what your capacity for yeah. things are. I have I have like debilitating anxiety through my, my whole life. Like I was born with anxiety. I was an anxious baby, mm -hmm. right? So I understand this. It's probably probably why I'm uh, uh, empathizing for this here. I but, feel not like just doing the show here. I get oh, high anxiety. Yeah. Being in front of a camera, talking, sharing my views, and, and leaving those views open to criticism gives me oh, extreme anxiety. It should. But and I understand t taking a step back and that's healthy. But I also think and this is just my opinion that you can turn these uh, these flaws, if you want to call it a flaw, your anxiety, it's a flaw in me, like into a superpower and you can make this something that you can work against. You'll never cure it. I don't think it ever goes away, no. but you can have to you're going to have to find a way to balance it. I don't have nearly a, a public life as he does, so I can't speak to that. How do you make it a superpower then? 
how do I make a superpower? Like, I so one of my favorite. I, I think of the concept of gratitude as a superpower. Gratitude, gratitude uh, yes. even when you're struggling, is is to me what something I consider oh, a superpower. Man. That is a, as a really important one. In terms of nerves, I always think of my favorite line from the Killers song. Uh, how do you know you're right if you're not nervous anymore? So by that, I just take like um, the idea that if I'm getting nerves, I'm feeling nervous about something, it's making me kind of hyper aware of my surroundings and myself, my thoughts. And then I kind of overthink it, which could also be a problem, superpower or debilitating problem. Mm -hmm. uh, but I use the, the anxiety to kind of analyze if I'm doing my best. And if I'm nervous, that means I'm getting to somewhere that might be new to me. And then I'm happy. So you believe, uh, see, I've, I, I spend most of my life trying to get away from like, <laughs> you got to work with it. Cause it'll never go away yeah. for me, at least for me. I, I think there away. are some people who experience anxiety or like depression in a moment of time and they go through it. But there are people who are also like anxious or depressive. Like that is part of the personality oh, yeah. and you have to learn to incorporate, incorporate those things into your lifestyle every day. Because yep. otherwise, like, and I go back to my thesis here, like, it un it's unrealistic to think taking six months off of a job will permanently fix any of these issues yeah. i mean they're they are things that you live with in, per in part like the same way you live with your personality mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and you have to be accountable to that i personally think taking a step back for six months will make it even harder to yeah. emerge yeah. back into life like the lockdowns were for many people like, i know people who were locked down with their kids didn't leave their apartment for six months yeah I, if anything you need to to learn to better adapt to the same situation you're already in rather than changing your situation entirely right uh, does that really solve anything when you take your life and turn it into an unrealistic expectation of what it's going to look like once that six months are over? Because it's not going to look the same. Nope. It's going to be different. But I'm uh, sure he's finding out uh, who his like real friends are, too. Yeah. I bet James Franco is reaching out to him behind the scenes. Maybe. Because I, 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 like, I still like James Franco. Yeah. I think he's a great, crazy artist. I don't know about him as a person, but... I loved his art. You're going to enjoy watching him as Fidel Castro. I can't wait. He looks more like him yeah. than the guy who played Luigi yeah. from yes. Mario. Yes, than uh, John Leguizamo. Yeah. There was a super chat there. And let's get yeah. Uh, Jose Cuero said, people sometimes invoke, quote, my mental health when <laughs> uh, literally just experiencing some form of accountability and necess uh, yeah. necessary discomfort. Also, it's like it's like it's kind of like COVID became the go-to. Like if you if uh, a project wasn't going to work out, it's like go-to excuse you could use for anything was COVID. Yeah. And now you can do that with mental health too. Like yeah. uh, mental health probably came first. They're yeah. probably using that as an excuse first, and then like, COVID you, was like the, the the new get out of jail pass. Yeah, I think mental health and like self care or self love um, went hand in hand, and yeah. COVID blew that out of the water. <laughs> Hot yeah. take: I hate that term. Which I hate, I hate self care. Self care. It's like. Uh, uh, the the idea that like, I don't know. No, I, mean, I don't like the. I, I feel I like, like a the idea of self care. I, I, I don't like yes, the phrase. I yeah, like uh, call me a crotchety old person, but it's just like it's always just like it's just behave. It's a reason for them yeah. to to behave narcissistically. Is that someone calling you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, it always feels like a, a reason for somebody to behave narcissistically. Like I, I watched one the other day. It was like it was like a, a TikTok where this lady's like. Uh, my husband reading, uh, looking at the Target bill after my third day of spending two hundred and seventy-five dollars on this, this, and this, and like hashtag self-care. I'm like, you're just no, you're just being a you're just right. being a bad yeah. like, person. I, your husband. I think part of this is like people think. I am very anti-indulgence culture, and I know you that, said that maybe a that's lot. no, maybe that's what I'm, I mean. That's, it's like people are overly indulgent, and and you know I think it's done some positive things for pop culture, but the show Parks and Rec came up with uh treat yourself day mm -hmm. which is like yeah. interesting right you like 
it means that you spend money on things that you want that day and i think there is totally a place for that in life but what it became code for was like i am going to shut my eyes to consequences mm. and think that buying things materially will make me feel better like a lot of this retail like, therapy right a lot yeah. of this actually takes very serious self-reflection and self-discipline and yeah. that's not what people want to do because they want impulsive like short-term fixes. Fixes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly then again i bought like american flag pajama pants at like two in the morning the other day so <laughs> what do i temporary know? fixes you, he's wearing them talk. right now everybody <laughs> he's gonna put them on after this <laughs> he's gonna I, lie down and be like i've had a very long hard I, day i wore them i wore them around the ha uh, around the house last night and i was just like i didn't need to buy these but but i did but i feel better so, now exactly <laughs> Like seventeen dollars. You know freedom. what that was, Brett? That was self care. That, was, that really was no. good self care. You self care. <laughs> I, I I did. So all right, guys. Oh, we got one more there. Uh, let's see. From people are so talkative today. It's very exciting. Okay, Wayward Soul says my anxiety monsters have been mostly slayed thanks to I can't say this word, but it is a common uh, supplement for. Why can't you say it? I just don't know how to pronounce it. I never have. Was it ashwagandha? Okay. Did I have you no say idea. so? I have no idea. Uh, L-Thenanine and GABA supplements. Give them a mm. chance and change the game. I think that's totally true. I will say, and I only, like, my first line for anything is to supplement or to examine my diet or my digestion mm -hmm. is... Uh, you sometimes have to take those things for like 60 days yeah. and people, if they don't feel better or if they plateau, will stop. Yep. Uh, yep. All of these things are a long-term investment. Yep. In I home. actually used to go to a shaman. <laughs> yeah. Of course really? you did. In Scranton, Pennsylvania. R slash not like other ghost dads. <laughs> are, there, are there a lot of shamans in, uh, in Scranton, Pennsylvania? No, just, just this guy. Uh, he's shaman capital of the world. Yes. I thought Scranton was Ohio. Oh, no, it's Dunder uh, Mifflin. It's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, actually, Get it yeah, together. you're right. Thank you. Um, yeah, there's actually I wrote a, story, a whole story about it. You can find it online if you type my name and, and shaman. I'm sure it'll come up. But oh, he was very helpful. Pennsylvania. Yeah, he's amazing man. Rest in peace. Do you did you see him regularly? Uh, fairly. It was a three hour drive for me. Yeah, uh, from New York to where he was, but he helped me. He cured a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, uh, when not I not my anxiety. He taught me how to work with that though. But he cured but my that's allergies. The thing. You have to overnight. work with things. That's See, yeah. Tucker, Max, when we were on our all the other night, talked about doing like hallucinogenic therapy. I'm yeah. like, I think that one of the cool things about, I totally get the comment that was like, we all just talk about mom mental health when it's like, I'm experiencing emotions that mm -hmm. are uncomfortable. And like, totally get that, totally agree. But I do think that some of uh, the larger conversations about wellness and mental health have opened the door for like research into alternative ways mm. to treat things or yeah. like, uh, I was amazed to learn that I had certain like vitamin deficiencies and that mm. causes some of the issues that I was like experiencing. Maybe I'm also just very like fairly closed off with how I <laughs> express myself. So it's like I, I'm I'm trying to like um, Brett told me that one time his brother called him and said I love you and Brett was like don't say that again. I, I thought that. <laughs> I uh, thought that. He didn't say it. In, in our family hang there. In, in our family it is known but doesn't need to be said. Brett enforces right. the rule that is unspoken. Yeah. I like my sister, one of my sisters does not hug. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm not really a hugger. Yeah. And yeah. I, 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 I mean, my mom said, I love you when yeah. we, when we got off the phone, right. but like, it was just between the dudes of the family. It just right. never needed. My dad never only <laughs> says, I love you before I go onto a plane. Or a long road trip, as if it's like, like the it could, something could happen here. So just in See, case, my family's the opposite. Like we say, I love you. Like there is no tomorrow. That's funny. Like my dad is like, but my, I mean, but like I've talked about this word with Shane, but like we lost my mom when I was very young, and I think my dad was like, have to tell you you are valuable and important yeah. to me, and it's that something was how I have it, always appreciated about my childhood. Yeah. That was how it yep. started. Like like it started being said more after my mom passed. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I was like, look, we, we just. 
I know things have changed, but yep. it doesn't but need like, to change. We don't that. have to link. It doesn't need to change that <laughs> openly. I, I love you, yeah. for sure. But <laughs> you know, like, I love you. You know, yeah. like exactly. It's yep. it's 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 already known. <laughs> okay, Bobcat says self care sounds like what you'd say when you're taking so long in the bathroom <laughs> when you're watching. You know what? On your phone. Can prawn. I say prawn? Prawn on your phone. Prawn. Uh, like I said, self-care to me is just like I never see it de- uh, described in a way that actually because seems honest. It always looks narcissistic. Well, there's no limits to the word. And it becomes like what it's popularized as is just impulsivity, which is yeah. actually yes. not the purpose. Right. Okay. Jose Cuero says self-car equals self-decay, uh, but uh, but you can't judge me. That's I think that's exactly totally that's yeah, uh, like that's Quero for the win, right? Like that's, that's exactly the perfect definition of it. It's like I want to act in a way that would normally be looked down upon, but mm-hmm. you're not allowed to say anything yep. about it because I, self-care. I don't want to read bad apps. That's fine. But it's exactly what you guys think bad app would say. Yeah, it's, it's just, happens quite care. often. Uh, when we finally get a merch store, the very first item will just say, "I'm not reading that." That's, that's what's going great. to be. Um. <laughs> False, False God. God. Huh, I'm doing it. <laughs> False God. <laughs> Darks says. Uh, self- Fart. False God. Dark Soul. Mm, pass. Says self care. <laughs> self care the like button. If you guys could please mm. self care the like button, that That's would it. be fantastic. I don't like this phrase. You it's like getting it. worse and worse. All right, we are going to move on, and we are going to talk about the sad loss of the movie that never was. And I do mean sad loss because I would have loved to see this movie. So it's called uh, All Star, and it was uh, Jamie Foxx's directorial debut. And he says it'll be tough to release his shelved comedy that stars Robert Downey Jr. as a Mexican man. So. Uh, obviously, the thumbnail I made for this for tomorrow is obviously it's Tropic Thunder, right? It's Tropic Thunder. Uh, <laughs> and it says, uh, Jamie Foxx recently told Cinema Blood that his unreleased directorial effort, All-Star Weekend, remains shelved due to the current state of comedy. The Oscar winner shot uh, the movie in 2016 with a cast that includes Jeremy Piven, Robert Downey Jr., Benicio Del Toro, Gerard Butler, and Ava Longoria. That's like an awesome cast oh, yeah, of people. So basically cast. the idea here is like him, like Jer- uh, Jamie Foxx's character and Jeremy Piven's character are on the road to go to the All-Star game because they're both basketball fans. And Jamie Foxx plays like a racist white cop in it as well. <laughs> Jamie Foxx plays a Jamie Foxx <laughs> plays a... So this is why it's funny because all the Excuse people... That, his when, when they're saying that um, this movie would not be allowed to be to release because it has Robert Downey Jr. as a, as a Mexican man uh, and it's also got Jamie Foxx as a racist white cop, they never talk about how the racist white cop being played by the black guy is the reason the movie won't get uh, released. They, they're just talking about Robert Downey Jr. as the Mexican man. I want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's... I think it's a little pathetic that he won't release it. Do well, mean? I don't know if he has like, a say in it. I, I think is, this, is it up to him? The, uh, I don't know if or it's necessarily up to him. They make I, it sound like it's a, his call thing. Uh, but like it may be partially his. But I don't know if like he like if you don't own all of the project, does he really have if that it's much not power? Not up to him. Then whatever the studio is pathetic. He says, I think you should release it. So he says it's been a tough uh, with the lay of the land when it comes to comedy. Fox told Cinema Blend when asked what fans might be able to expect to see All Star Weekend. I remember when um, not Matt Reeves who who did Joker. Um, Todd. Todd. Phillips. Todd Phillips. When he when he made Joker, he said basically it's because you can't do comedy anymore because comedy's not like right. nothing's allowed anymore because people have, don't have a sense of humor. There is no humor allowed left in Hollywood because you're no matter what you do, you're always punching down on someone, mm-hmm. uh, and it will be deemed as offensive. I yeah, I sort of I agree with that, but I don't. It's like because Chappelle's still doing what he does. Mm-hmm. People are really mad at Chappelle all mm-hmm. the time, but I also think 
uh, Chappelle does a great job of it. But I understand where Todd Phillips is coming from as well in terms of movies and comedy. But also Chappelle, it's become who he is now. Like so he's, he's no longer just a co a comedian. He's uh, he's a, a a commentator on the on the social climate of our country. Yeah, he's elevated to I call yeah. him. But I don't think he would choose that. No, like, that's that what I'm saying. I don't think he wants to be. Path. Like it's, he does it because he loves comedy, mm -hmm. and yeah. part of comedy is commenting on the things around Observing. you. Yeah. So he says it's been a tough with the lay of the land when it, when it comes to comedy. He's told Cinema Blend when asked when fans might be expected to see able to see All Star Weekend. He says we're trying to break open the sensitive corners where people go back uh, when people go back to laughing again we hope to keep them laughing and run them right into all-star weekend because we're definitely going for it here's the thing these people have championed the uh, these movements that have been extremely um, contentious with the idea of comedy for a long time now uh, they're always very like Hollywood in, in general is a very sensitive uh, at least outwardly sensitive place where everything is offensive all the time mm -hmm. so I don't think you get to have it both ways you don't get to both uh, comment on the nature of, of social justice and the problems that face our country and also get to satirize it when it financially benefits you. Did he just, is this a brand new interview? The, uh, the interview's new, but the movie's from 2016. So it's like Jamie Foxx was also right there as someone ran on stage to stab Chappelle yep. uh, recently. I think Jamie Foxx he was. had he a cowboy like, hat on. He's like one of the people who like intervened. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I'm curious if he's like internalizing this and being, mm. although I, I have always seen him as a champion for everything. That's why it's to me, it's sad to see him um, bowing to the studio's I mean, wishes. Maybe in some ways it's like everyone else in, like he doesn't want to, but there are a lot of other people involved and to make everyone get caught up in the fury, you know? Maybe. Jeremy Pivens, I, didn't you they cancel him? You think they know him? based on what they like signed up to do. But again, yeah. I feel like things have changed dramatically since 2016. I definitely oh, yeah. feel like it's changed crazy since like 2005. Different but world. Totally different world. But, yeah. you know, one presidency later has been quite quite the... That's all it took. The change. That's yeah. all it took. But I'd I, I like to see... I mean, I just need to know the specifics on what studio has and all this stuff because I'm liking the turn that we're getting where like comedians like Schultz, what he did where he bought back his... Andrew thing, Schultz. And, yeah. then, and then released it himself, you know? Uh, I just watched Dane Cook on Impulsive and he's doing... Might be doing something similar, right? Like the Dane Cook, who just that. married his 23... That is weird. Too. They didn't get they married. Did, they're, they're, yeah, dating five years. She was 18 at the his time. His long-time love. My wife and I went down that rabbit hole last night. His long-time love long of like love. hopefully no longer than five years. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely no longer that than five years. That is a bizarre story. That aside, you she know, met, they met at a game night at his, house. at his house. You know, his brother like <laughs> robbed him for like 15 um, mil. And here's the other thing. Dane Why Cook. Why do you have an 18 year old at a game night at your house? She was 17 in one picture. Oh my they, they did some digging online. See, pick and choose who you get, who, who you, uh, who you get in trouble, right? They're just, yeah. he's just allowed to. Is he just not relevant enough also, to like, when his new uh, thing parents? comes out, he'll do it. Where were her parents? They're probably, I thought they were there. That's what I was wondering. Like, how did you just happen to know a seventeen-year-old right. to invite over? Right. I know that's not what we're talking about. No, but um, no one can invoke Dane Cook right now no, without but I this think being I, worth discussing. What you were going to say, though, I think they're going to try to get him with that thing, that age thing, when he releases, whenever he releases yeah. this new. Special. And I'm sure he'll be expecting it. So, it's just, sure. why do you think they got engaged when they did? Yeah, Ugh. Fox defended casting Robert Downey Jr. as a Mexican man in a 2017 interview with Joe Rogan, saying, "I called Robert and I said I need you to play a Mexican. I said you play that black dude in Tropic Thunder and you killed that." That shit. interview is amazing, yes. by the way. We are going. We, we got to be able to do characters. So, do you, do, you, do you agree? Do you think they should be allowed to do anything? Absolutely. You freaking want. Exactly. I love that he's just openly being like, "No, 
oh, I liked him in that one yeah. movie, and I want to do it again. Oh, that movie's hilarious. One of the greatest uh, cameos ever, too, with there's, Tom Cruise. So, so there's yeah. uh, there was a bunch of people reacted to this. So, uh, Jarek Kennedy says Robert Downey Jr. plays a Mexican American man, while one of uh, while one of Jamie Foxx's multiple roles is a is a racist white cop. Let that stay on the shelf, baby. These people have no sense of humor, none whatsoever. <laughs> also, uh, like. Why why let it stay on the shelf? Like if you're afraid of it, isn't it worth exploring a little bit? They're afraid bit? of the pushback. I have some very dear friends who make music for a living and I remember during the summer of the riots they were supposed to release music, but then all their labels said no. Hmm. We're not, it's not the time. And I as a fan, as a friend, I was very disappointed. Yeah. We need the art now more than ever. Mm-hmm. I don't care what people are gonna think. There and I think the labels were expecting the, the pushback. How dare you release anything at a time like this? Well, but that makes Ugh. it seem worse because it just became more divisive. It made everyone right. hyper focus on it. Like they fed into division in this country by mm-hmm. limiting art and expression. Yep. That was the goal. So yeah. um oh, let me see here. But these people are humorless. Uh, the humorless born agains. Do you want my super chat? But I don't really want to read it. No, no, we're, uh, I'm pulling this back up here, guys. All right. Uh, I was thinking back to, I was watching an old episode of Warehouse 13, and this is a trip that a lot of where he gets, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, um, sci-fi show and he gets like stuck in a magic tv that puts him into a telenovela <laughs> and it's uh awesome. it's, it's it's uh it's um it's, uh eddie eddie Mc, uh, mcclintock's character mccormick McClint- mcclintock uh and um he's he, at the, in the show he dates uh this girl uh, uh a latina woman uh and he gets like they, he meets her again later on in life and comes back and he gets stuck in a magic TV at her house because uh, the lady's grandma loves telenovelas. And so the whole thing is him doing like a, an over the top tell. He's got like a sombrero on and it's totally like he, it's like it's even got like the, the evil twin yes. uh, in it and everything. All the tropes. And it's it's freaking fantastic. Yeah, and great. you could never make that today. Also, you would never have turned on a telenovela. No. Like, this is what introduced you to another right. genre. Like, yes. I know it's sort of satirical, but like it's still yep. good. It's yep. still an interesting way to promote different different oh, forms yeah. of media. How dare you, though? But it's like, How but I think you. back to it. It's like I I don't believe for a second that anybody acting on that show that day was offended while while making that. Especially if they want to tell us about how open they are to art and how much they believe that art is about no, expression but they only and truth. Want certain kinds yeah. of art, yeah. with certain yeah. truths, most certain of t- messages. Most of today's offense is all retroactively applied. Yes. Like they look back and they probably have great memories of filming that, but then it, now because it's been fetishized the word of the day, you know, then, then they can find offense in it. Yep. So, uh, so, so it's apparently right. Yeah. Uh, do you think that this is one of those things where ten, 10 years will pass and we'll be able to get back to it? Or are we past, are we post fun? We're, we're post reality. We're post everything. I don't, well, what's your stance on fun? Yeah, what, what, I understand what is, what that you, I understand that you believe that we're past reality. <laughs> what is your stance on fun? Uh, fun, I love fun. I I love fun. That's why I want all this now. I think it's ridiculous to wait. I think it's pathetic to bow to whatever standards you think the public wants. If they made something with a great cast, that sounds like fun. I'd like to watch it now. And like you said with Andrew Schultz, the the fans will always reward you if you if you just stick true to your beliefs and you yes. actually follow through. Right. Do you think the fear is just that it'll make money and do well? And that is like a comment <laughs> That'd on be like hilarious. the systemic racism of our society or that something like that. That would be hilarious. I'd, also, I'd like, aren't they oppressing a, a, a black creator by oh, not right. letting him? Right. Like, I I lose track of what the narrative and justification you, there is. There is none. That's what I'm saying. Like, exactly. I want to I wanna, like a chart 
like mm-hmm. that, that like where all the bars move right. and you can figure yeah. out like who is being um, uh, wrong done upon yeah. in the, uh, wrong done by in yeah. this situation yeah. uh, and it changes because there actually aren't any rules to there, it that's so right. it I, I want to I love the like I want to see the buddy cop movie where where racist white Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. and uh, Hispanic and, and Latino and Mexican not, not Latino and, and Mexican right. uh, Robert Downey Jr. go on an adventure together right and it's a simple I love these type of movies that are just very simple just yeah. a journey, like like road trip, and it likely movie, wouldn't. You know? I mean, likely it would have been a cameo. Like that's how he describes it in the thing. Because oh, it was it? Jeremy yeah. Piven's character and, and Jamie Foxx's character that go on the road trip oh, together, great. and it says that Robert, or I'm sorry, it says that Jamie Foxx was going to play multiple characters in that movie. Perfect. So he'd have been like, imagine doing all that work too. So you were right. you you play multiple characters. Have you guys the Dia movies. He's making an ode to that guy. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Peter Sellers actually, but that's a good one too. Uh, we, do we know who Peter Sellers is? Yes, uh, Doctor Strangelove, one yeah. of my favorite movies of all time. Kubrick's first one. What did you just say though? Before uh, the guy from Medea. Oh yeah, Tyler Perry. <laughs> Tyler yeah, Perry. he plays Tyler like a hundred yeah. people, right? Uh, yeah. Well, and, and he took it from Eddie Murphy. Tyler right? Perry's fantastic. Look, this is a cultural tradition among African American mm-hmm. performers. Mm-hmm. They are now oppressing by not letting him yeah. release. It. I don't watch anything from Tyler Perry. I'm being a little tongue in cheek here, but like at the same time. Uh, Tyler Perry was amazing in Gone Girl. Yeah, I don't watch Tyler Perry, but I have mad respect for the, just Girl? the sheer amount of stuff. That oh he yeah, makes. like yeah. he's a, he produces a, a crazy amount. Maybe of he's stuff. the one who's like, don't let him out because if Jamie Foxx is better at playing multiple people, <laughs> my whole goes. thing is over. I would like to see Jamie Foxx do Medea. See, I want him to come back and do Miami Vice Two with yeah. Colin Farrell. I I love Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Like the Jamie Foxx TV show? Did you guys watch that? I never that? saw it. I never oh, watched it. Oh my goodness, it was great. It was what, great. what happens on the Jamie Foxx He was TV a show. jingle writer. He wrote jingles. That's amazing. That's it was a great, so great That's such a great old school job. That's such a great old school job. Yeah, I thought he was a musician. Yep. He, my, he did Gold Digger with Kanye. My yeah. uh, my great grand or not my great my grandfather he he painted windows for like window like sale signs. Win- oh, that's awesome. Like, for like when you go to a, a store. Do you have yeah. pictures of that? Uh, like like, so, well, what That'd he used to do is, um, like every time Halloween or a holiday would come around, he had a uh, the front of the of their home had a big window there, and he would paint a scene oh. on that. And then people were like, "You're so good." And he's like, "I do it professionally." That's incredible. Basically, I want a pop yeah. culture crisis window painting. Wouldn't that yes, be great? Yes, that would yes. be so. Cool. Put a fake window in behind us. Yes, that'd yeah. be great. This wall needs something. We Anyone need out it. there paint windows? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, is that a job well, still? Uh, I do know. I have a friend who did it up in. Uh, on like Fifth Ave and like the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's it's and like, stuff like specialized that. traits. Like uh, when I used to work in home rentals, like guys who are traditional plasterers, there's oh, very yeah. few crews, That's but the art. ones that do it. Or the other one, this is, you'll probably get it because you're from the Northeast, but like. Oh, I won't get it, huh? I yeah. just don't know. I this. haven't spent that much time in Minnesota, but like stone walls. Oh, I love stone walls. That is like a very serious you craftsman's stone walls trait. there? I don't even know what that means. So you have no idea what I'm talking about. You tried to maybe Walls made of stone. It's like instead of a fence, you have a stone wall. And sometimes they're like, you know, to your knee and sometimes they're higher. But they're like traditionally every stone is selected hand by hand and I they're placed so they don't fall. One of my earliest jobs. Oh, I, no, I, I, I love watching this, those TikToks. Yeah. Of, of but but this is like a skill. I don't know if this is like, you know, when you're doing it, like especially where I grew up in Connecticut, like there was one guy mm. who did it and he got like people would fly him to Texas to recreate yeah, them. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. To do it and like not you spent and to really know how to balance right. the stones is a huge right. art. And like he unfortunately passed away. And yeah. like 
did not have no time to train walls. anyone. In, no, because right. he learned it from his dad and it got passed down. That is a crazy dying industry. Why do we not right. have and that? And that makes me think of how the pyramids were built by aliens. Yes. Well, I don't know what this has to do with Jamie Foxx, but <laughs> Jamie I R.I.P. Stone Walls. If I you say, have a trade like that, I hope that you pursue it. R.I.P. Stone Walls. Is there actual good humor coming out now? Like in mm. movies and television, like dramedy used to, is my favorite genre uh, of pr uh, of product, right? Like actual it's like it's humor. comedy and drama together, but that's not that doesn't lean I think into it's comedy. It's all the same humor. Like it's all getting homogenized, talking, and we can't experiment with it. Are we it. talking TV shows? Stand Any up. at all? No, not stand. I'm saying within film and in television. Because I feel that like with stand up, I mean, I don't watch a lot of live stand up. I definitely watch it on YouTube and stuff. But like, a lot of comedians are replicating the exact same yeah. style, and even their intonation is the same. And that sounds boring to me. Yeah. With TV shows, like I think of like these, like my friend used to describe it as like mumblecore characters. There's a lot of like mumbling mm -hmm. and like snide, sarcastic, whatever. Yep. Like that gets recreated all the time. And when it was when it started, it was fresh. But now Dude. it's all kind of a Hmm. Milk toast version of it. It's like it's like what you just said. They're always snarky and mean to each other. No, like I don't know anyone who's actually like that in the real and world. And they're all the same typecast characters. Yes. Yep. Because the writers don't really know how to write anything else. And I sympathize. I don't mean to throw stones here, but like From you guys you got to experience life outside your bubble. Meet people who are different than you. That's how you get different personality. Types. All the all the characters in any superhero TV show now are all just weird Joss Whedon ripoffs. Yes, there. It's all pop culture references yep. that. But it's because the method is tried and true, and so they aren't really being experimental. They're not stepping outside the comfort zone. Like mm. there, we have bred um, a generation of creatives that are told risk taking is ultimately bad. Yep. Yeah. No, risk taking is bad. I'm, I'm looking. I'm trying to look for anything that I like, comedy wise or humor wise. TV. This is a few years ago, but that TV show I'm Sorry was hilarious. Okay, and we were we were new parents at the time. It's about new parents, so it might not be for everybody. But that was really good. And Andrea Savage was a star in that, and she's incredibly funny. Um, and, I, and then I South looked Park up, still does oh, some South fair, fairly. I was Sometimes. watching the old clip today from the Hall of Stereotypes. Yeah, it's great. Um, incredible. That shows that shows great. And then I looked up like the top twenty uh, comedy movies of of last year i don't know any, any of them vacation friends i've never heard of don't look up i know of i didn't watch uh that's a jonah hill movie yep. el planeta never Pla heard of uh, it. bad trip uh don't know that one don't know shiva baby that's what, like the, the the big problem with it is it's all so forgettable right yeah, like i just watched kick-ass the other day for like the hundredth time and kick-ass is an absolute classic yeah yeah but you couldn't make that movie now you right. couldn't <clears throat> i like when's the last time you remember sitting in a theater and really laughing gut laughing with yeah. the whole audience no. I don't know that I've ever I can't I honestly think the last time I did that I was an actual child yeah mm -hmm. I'm thinking the hangover for me probably the first hangover yeah. like everyone just on the floor like it was hilarious yeah. uh, I can't think of any others That's I can't sad. think of any Let's do super chats okay well the first one is from I need to stop watching YouTube and I don't personally care to read it <laughs> if you feel the need Brad I will leave it to the men in the room uh, we can leave it alone but thank oh, you oh now I want to know thank you I you need after. to stop I'll watching show you when you're older YouTube okay. <laughs> when I'm older. <laughs> um, let's see. Caper Brett, I'm coming. I just thought it does the weird scrolly thing. You gotta, you gotta give me a second. Um, Caper Truex says, a virtual flower bouquet for Hannah Claire Brimlow for doing yeoman's work during Mary's absence. Oh, thanks, man. Nice. Uh, sorry for being a rowdy crowd. No, absolutely not. I love it when people are rowdy. I love, that is my favorite thing about doing this show. And I said it the very first time I was on IRL, I kept waiting for the money guns to go off. <laughs> because it's just a different vibe. And I also love doing IRL, but 
uh, this is so fun to be mm-hmm. in an interactive space. I don't know if you feel that way. I love, I love it. It would be very hard to go back to not doing it live anymore because yeah. I- interacting and being able to, to talk to everyone in yeah. this way is, is just, I, I treasure it. Now. There's a different energy live. Yeah. Yeah, abs- no, yeah, I mean, it's mostly that anxiety we were talking about earlier, but you know. That's a I perfect like, example I of the like anxiety, I like when they the get way. passionate and like knowing the money guns are going off well, because we read the, we read at the end of segments and so mm-hmm. knowing that you guys are invested and interested in what we're talking mm-hmm. about like I love it because I want to know what you think yep. Uh, yep. the end of this says may Brett heat the water on the dunking tank waiting for her one day that is uh, right again I stand by my typical response to this which is there is electrical equipment in here we are doing it outside I don't understand yeah. Uh, John Harrison says, remember when Brendan Fraser played a Colombian drug lord on the remake of Bedazzled? That was hilarious. <laughs> right. Say, say, say. Also one of our, our greatest cavemen. Was he the caveman? In, in Encino, Encino Man. Man? Yeah. Encino Man is an absolute classic, classic. as well. Uh, see, maybe we need a Pauly Shore resur- resurgence. Is he like a creep? A I, I imagine he was. He end up, ended up like a creep or something. No, he's got like a weird podcast and it's like filmed oddly out of ang- like in a bad angle it's, and they walk is he the one that I was talking about? Like he or no, Jamie Kennedy. He does, also has a yeah. Weird he podcast. has a weird podcast yeah. as well. I was like, and he's like, he answers questions about being in the Scream movies. I yeah. love Jamie Kennedy. Jamie yep. Kennedy was great. Yep. Uh, Waffle Sensei says, "Me, I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude <laughs> disguised as another dude." Robert Downey Jr. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> this is yeah. the movie. To, uh, I need this movie to happen. See, like I like that's the problem. Like that Hollywood is full of cowards, and they they don't yes. realize. Like I, I don't believe for a second that Jamie Fox cares. I wonder if we could just start. Everyone ask Jamie Fox when this movie's coming out. Don't say right. if it'll come out. Say just, when. Yeah. Right. It's, like, it's like at the beginning of the lockdowns few years ago when everyone willed the Michael Jordan documentary to come out. Yeah. Earlier than it, it was supposed to come out months after, and it came out early, and it was amazing. Amazing. That was that was one of the greatest things about I mean, COVID. Scotty Paul Pippen Studios. has gotten like a resurgence from that too, like him and because they, they have like beef or whatever. Yeah. And now he like I saw him in a commercial recently. I'm like yeah. he wouldn't be in a commercial if yeah. it wasn't for that. If anyone ever, this is one of my favorite pastime things. Sorry for the tangent, but if you ever need like an uplift, if you have that anxiety mm-hmm. and you need to get a little motivated, go onto YouTube and after you watch Pop Culture Crisis, uh, find the uh, Hall Hall of Fame speeches from Dennis Rodman. Uh, Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan, the best speeches really? ever. And they also have the best voices ever, like the lowest of octaves. It's a different world now. Everyone's voices are higher. Also, I want to point out another genre to die along with comedy is the glorious sports movie. Mm. I watched Hustle this year. With I've watched so many sports movies. That is the one movies. type of movie that I do find myself nice. regularly What's your watching. Favorite one? Do you have one? Well, I like Moneyball a lot. That's yeah, one Moneyball of my favorites. Um, use- Any Given Sunday? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, or uh, for me, because I'm from Minnesota, we had Little Big League, which was a baseball movie. We had Mighty Ducks. We had Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks is a classic. Little Giants. Uh, little Giants. Uh, fun fact about Little Giants: the kid in the the rollerblading movie Brink, who plays Val, is the same kid who plays Spike in that movie. Nice. Uh, and remember the uh, I, I actually we had a super chat one time where I mentioned the annexation of Puerto Rico yes, and somebody totally somebody totally yeah. got I think that of uh, we are Marshall all the time now yeah. we're in West mm. Virginia yeah. I love, oh, I love yeah. uh, or even uh, here's a show Friday Night Lights yeah. was an incredible TV show so good so good Texas Forever uh, Mark Rainey said. I think you were thinking of two and a half men where Charlie writes jingles while Jamie Foxx works in his aunt's hotel and causes trouble is that mm. true. Oh, Jamie Foxx used to write jingles. I gotta look that up. I remember that show too, though. I don't know. Well, he's been back in the news because of his ex-wife and his uh, daughter having OnlyFans. So poor Charlie Sheen. The Jamie Foxx show. I think Jamie Foxx's daughter has an OnlyFans too. I'm not That's sure. A, oh, do, does she? I think both of them are dads to Only Fo- oh, OnlyFans. Yeah. I don't want to say stars, but definitely. Maybe they are right. Account holders. 
Maybe they're right. They're right. All right. We're going to move on to Podluck, guys, and we've got a fun one today. It's it's a lot less serious. Think. Oh, there's one more. Uh, Lindsay says, Jamie Kennedy popped up in Eureka. Oh, the nostalgia. Wait. Brett loves in Eureka. In what episode of Eureka? Uh-huh. It must have oh. been in one of the last. It, we it, need like, a specific citation. I need a Brett citation. Doesn't believe you. Uh, no, I, I believe it. I'm saying I like I was talking. Uh, oh, Lindsay. Yes, uh, we, me and Lindsay talk about Eureka. Oh, like talk about I, it lo- I love, I love that they show. Talk about it, Jay. I love that show. And season one through three are three are, are absolute classics to me. So, uh, and there's one more there from Darius Harvey. It's just ninety nine dollars. That's awesome. Thank you. The, Darius Darius did this last time. Darius is uh, clearly uh, the, the lord and savior of this show. Darius knows that you've had a long, hard day. Yes, he, he is. Uh, that, that is what I imagine that is for. It's I for feel bad because I feel like I am bringing slightly chaotic energy to this, even though I didn't cause the audio problems. And <laughs> Woo! Woo! I'm going to miss this when I'm not co-hosting. She's going to be downstairs in the middle of the day and like wondering, like, I wonder, like, because I wonder if they can hear it down there. Like, Well, there was a day that Brett got like five because i had a record i had five crisis parties in one episode when i was a guest and then dane got seven he there's day he had five or he was yes. coming up on it Dang. and someone texted me and was like dane is about to be true record which i was never like i have a record guys but i was like what i'm gonna break into the studio right now and they're like if he hits six you should definitely do that which is like brett doesn't actually like it when we disrupt the show but when i told him this later he was like oh no you could have done that that would have oh. been a valid reason oh good to know that is a lot less hard to, uh a heart inducing like problem inducing than like audio issues yeah just yeah. saying for sure for me sure. just like kicking dane out of the way to claim the title um yes i would so, love to see that all right we're going to move on to podluck and this is a this is a funny 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 way to start things it says paris hilton and the hemsworths are trying to resurrect an extinct animal Excuse I me. didn't know she was into eugenic. Yeah, this is my favorite kind of rom-com. Yeah, yeah. Paris Hilton, Tony Robbins, the Winklevoss twins, who I, I have no idea. Who, what have who, they been up to? Who I don't, the, who I don't the know hell who that is. Who the hell? I don't They're know from Facebook. They were the guys who like sued the Mark Zuckerberg because oh. he was like, like they said he stole or cheated them out of like Facebook stuff. Oh, those the kids from, yeah. Yeah, from the movie. From Harvard. Well, yeah. them, the Tony Robbins. I didn't know Tony Robbins was still around either. Paris Hilton and the Hemsworth family have invested in colossal biosciences, which just sounds like an evil corporation. What? Yeah. What? Movie what? That he would what? be in. Mm-hmm. What house party were they in? Were they were all, like, a little <laughs> yeah. too Game tipsy? Cooks. And they were like, you know what's a great <laughs> idea? Game night. I we love, should do this. One of my favorite tropes in Hollywood is like, it's when they show like Hollywood or like rich people parties and there's always the, the person who's like a douchebag saying something to another person and there's one the other day in like an old episode of like I think it was Burn Notice where the guy's like just think about this he's like China and air conditioning millions of people global warming will be millionaires and I just I, I want to start coming up with my own like really bad elevator pitches to start throwing around I'm yes. sorry what the, like you know there is someone who's running a pyramid scheme who went to this <laughs> one Hollywood party and was like guys we've got to do it this is a great cause for Bill your brand Bill Gates he's this, like this story is going to end up with someone being like it turns out they were all got scammed yeah. So it says, so it says uh, so they've invested in a company called Colossal Biosciences. Like Scam. I said, sounds like an absolutely evil corporation totally. from a movie Hemsworth would star in. Yeah. Uh, a Dallas-based company specializing in genetic resurrection. Another first, thing, another phrase I don't like. First for the woolly mammoth, and more recently for uh, was it thylacine, better known as the Tasmanian tiger or Tasmanian wolf. Is that related to I, the Tasmanian devil? I, thought this, I was wondering the same thing. I wonder if this is the same group that when they brought back the mammoth me sold it to the rich people who ate it do you know about that that was like five or seven years ago about i wonder if that bitch carol baskin had anything to do Ooh. with it 
Shots fired. Uh, Cassandra's the, least favorite person. That's right? an early uh, pandemic reference too. That yeah. is. That I is, never even watched it, but I understand. I don't think it. anything will be quite the cultural reference that having everyone locked together, having yeah. watching Tiger King's was. Tiger King. If only it were Tasmanian Wolf. Well, so, Tiger King kind of brought people together at a time when everybody was very divided. Needed it. Like, like. We all got one enemy. Also, the, all the enemy. The, uh, the 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 true MVP of the pandemic was the Leonardo DiCaprio Django and Chain memed meme. That was the the meme. Being oh used yeah, to, that's right. That's yes. right. Yes. Uh, so it says the thylacine, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. The thylacine uh, was the last sizable predator to inhabit Tasmania. The wolf-like marsupial grew to six feet long. Uh, and weighed in the range of 50 pounds. After years of overhunting and prior extirp... I'm assuming that means... I don't know what that means. Prior extirpitations? Does anyone know what that means? Is that a spelling error I caught on? We got this covered. Yeah, it might be. Uh, Exertpations? I have no idea. I apologize. Complete excision Uh, or surgical destruction of a body part. Okay. It's a word. Uh, In New Guinea and mainland Australia, it is a word. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm I'm an idiot. Brett really wants a typo. Sorry, Colossal Science. I was hoping for a typo so that I wouldn't look like an idiot, but I'm an idiot. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, (laughs) The last documented individual died in Tasmanian's Hobart Zoo in 1936. So who do you think was it? Like, I want to picture who the guy was. It's a guy from Dallas, so I'm picturing a guy in a cowboy hat. Uh, and he's there to pitch this to them at some mm-hmm. Hollywood uh, a Hollywood event at a mm-hmm. Hollywood event. So um, out of all of those people, which one would be the most likely to find one opening like living in the backyards? My guess is Tony Robbins. I say Paris Hilton. You think Paris Hilton? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like someone sends that to her as like a weird gift and she unboxes it yeah. on her YouTube channel. I'm a Paris Hilton fan. Well, I'm, I'm into Paris. Hilton. We're, pa- we're, pa- cool. we're Paris Hilton fans here, yeah. uh, mainly because she's very um like the, her she hustles there's she, like no 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 one she does more. not believe in self-care also she <laughs> saw that gen z was excited about y2k and she was like i'm having a resurgence right. and she timed so many projects to make that happen Didn't it's she? great she's yeah. a, was that you that was on the episode of the day when we were talking about her as a dj and it doesn't look like she's actually doing anything oh. like she she djs but it doesn't <laughs> like look like she's never actually doing anything on the board she's just kind of like dancing <laughs> and and they're just like she i guess like, she's a dj sort of djs and also like kind of professionally goes to festivals like she has built mm-hmm. a life for herself yeah well on top of being a hotel a hotel heiress, heiress mm-hmm. uh who's Which probably uh, has seeded her career let's be real definitely had a little bit of help so uh i'm picturing maybe she gets like a little mini one to put in a bag yeah like a dog a pink collar. and then she goes that's hot yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. and the animal says that's hot so the animal's pretty cool looking i say bring it i say bring it no back. have you never seen pet cemetery you bring don't back. bring no i've never the, seen pet the, cemetery the stephen king uh yes attorney. okay you don't bring things back and, and think it's going to be okay. It's, of course, not going to be okay. Never going to be okay. Never. Don't do this. Horrible and anything idea. called, resur- what is it called? Resurrection? <laughs> and, yeah. Genetic resurrection? Don't do that. Just, that's it, an immediate no. Red flag. Like you say that. genetic resurrection and a literal lightning bolt and thunder right. should appear behind right. you. If that's you're not. at a Hollywood party and someone looks at you and says, I've got this idea. It involves genetic resurrection. Yeah. Turn around and walk away. Well, I mean, right. I mean, it's the same thing as like, uh, you know, the same thing had to happen when, when they pulled the, uh, when we had cryogenics introduced, right? Yeah. When they're Don't like, do that either. At, there, was a, there was a Disney Hollywood party when they're like, hey, Walt, guess what? <laughs> we could bring you back once we solve the death barrier. And now his head is frozen in some... That's what they're doing. I don't know if that's actually true. If that's no, I just, think that's a myth. Is that a myth? I do think it's a myth. It's such a consistent myth, though. Isn't it, it is. a little it's bit It's a really true? good one. It's I, a good I heard one. it was his whole body, though, not just his head. No, I heard it was mm. just his head. I heard it was just his head as well. Why but would it be just his head? That doesn't It make was sense. probably true. And then there was a great campaign funded through Disney to Commies make us believe it's not real so they can There's keep his head There's not a very effective safe. campaign. I believe Because we all believe it, yeah. But I think it's the whole body. 
They should. What if? Why would you freeze just your head? What's that going to do for you? No, you can't. Yeah. By the time they solve the death barrier, they'll be able to put his brain in somebody else's body. Right. Like it'd be a robot body. Does he want someone else's body? He's going to have to adjust to it. It's going to be like weeks of physical therapy. New body. Be perfect. Give Walt a new body, or hook up to Neuralink. Turning it's just turning into an inverted world episode. Bought his brain. If anyone could, it would be that. There's some backdoor deals going on. That'd be cool. All right, uh, we have, believe it or not, we have more than one James Bond thing this week, and we have Tom Holland has now taken the lead to be the next James Bond. Remember when I said the other day I think they're whittling down these options so they mm-hmm. can only fit a few people? Well, it really only fits now Reggae Jean Page and Tom Holland. I fundamentally disagree. I don't know if you want noodle-armed James Bond, but... <laughs> Tom Holland is Tom Ho- he's the other new- guy's noodle arm. No, Tom Holland is noodle To me, they still seem noodle I don't know who the other one is, but this is just emasculated John- James Bond. Kind of, yeah. Not like, if you were, like, if this were, like, a movie of James Bond when he was at his elite boarding school, <laughs> I could buy it. Origin story. Yeah, yeah. I would is, get it. The sad thing is that could end up, that could oh, totally that end up could getting be made. It. Basically, yeah. they, they want somebody under 30 to play James Bond, and he, Tom, Tom Holland says, I'm a big fan of James Bond, as if there's going to be another answer on, like, a late night talk show where it's like, I don't really care about James Bond. Yeah. No, no, Never no, heard of him. No. Exactly. So, it's, uh, who uh, would you want to play James Bond, Shane? I'm curious. Uh, I I re- I stay by this. I said Ricky Gervais uh, would be <laughs> the best James Bond. Uh, no, seriously though, I, I like Henry Cavill. He's one of my favorite actors. Mm. Too old. They want to go thirty He's and under. A beefcake. They want who to go cares? Kids, right? That's no too old. James Bond is not a beefcake. He's James not, Bond okay, is in I shape. Take that back. I, when I think of beef, but he's he, got the arms. He would have to lose the arms okay, to play James Bond. He could do he anything. He could keep the arms. Who knows? Or Daniel Day Lewis. Can we get Daniel yeah, Day-Lewis Daniel method Day-Lewis, acting James Bond? So Daniel Day-Lewis, James Bond is also a solid pick. That's, no. Ben, I, ben I Barnes. I personally like Killian Murphy. I love Killian Murphy. Couldn't you see him We're not having cool? this argument again. Yes. Eyes are too dead to play James Bond. You I, are not oh, a casting no. director. I'm okay with no. that. Ah, no. there we go. I'm okay with dead eyes. Dead eyes, James Bond. Some it th- brings a whole look, edginess to it. Some women like dead eyes, Brett. Well, those women are not don't like it shaken, not stirred. So well, Brett just, doesn't no. like dead eyes. He wants a beefcake, but not too no. beefy. Exactly, it's not a dead eyed. Too has to be like halfway between beefcake and noodle arms. Uh, ben you Barnes. Stroganoff, I don't you know, know who Ben Barnes is. Look up Ben Barnes. Uh, that's who. That's that. Who would be my pick? I, I, the other one. I is, don't like him. Uh, Reggae Jean Page. Oh, no, also know to him. They want diverse James Bond next. I'm sure. So we're gonna do that. Who did you want, Ben Murphy? No, Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes. An actor named Ben Barnes. Okay, I was say, this Reggae guy... John Page Could do looks it. more like a James Bond type to me because he's got like the, the cheekbones things are happening. Ben Barnes? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Pass. Ben Barnes Media is ridiculous. Knows. Why? You lost all credibility. He looks like he should be playing like uh, Sherlock. A, yeah, Sherlock or like a soccer player. Like he is not a James Bond. Not a James Bond. You're wrong. You're Just wrong. He's, got dark, he's not mysterious enough. He's uh, not mysterious Reggae enough. Reggae is more mysterious. Yes, we is. need mystery. Uh, I, I Killian, Murphy. Killian Murphy brings mystery because the dead eyes. No, I don't. <laughs> he would be a fantastic bad guy. He has so he would, much. Just, he's got I'm a point saying, with that. And I, no, no. I but agree my counter, that. my counterpoint here is that wouldn't it be nice to see a slightly anti-hero nope. James Bond? And I Perhaps. think Killian Murphy could pull. Perhaps. He's already we, an anti-hero. Have we, done, have we done the anti-hero to death though? I think not. I'm with over the James the Bond James Bond series is like the womanizer, slick. Like he's the original anti-hero. Right, but he's not anti-hero in the like. Mysterious, slightly dark. For a queen way and that- not really country. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Like that's globalist James Bond. <laughs> that we don't want. Like, that. Oh ben my Bonds god! Like, it's gorgeous. like him. Like he's like I, he does it for the World Economic Forum. Like oh my goodness, that would be a great I just villain. James though. Bond, who we don't like, totally know what's going through his brain. You know, yeah. that, that would be really funny if they have like a Klaus Schwab type dude playing uh, the perfect. villain. Yeah, that's a perfect villain. 
Um, okay, so somebody did make the set, uh, suggestion the other day was Richard Madden from Game of Thrones. He's uh, he could do it. I was not a huge fan of him in um, in Eternals. Right? Was that the dude no, that was in I don't Eternals? Agree with this, this uh, no, it's a no for me. Absolutely yeah. not. This guy should be in a pop band. Actually, no. Yeah, he's he in could 98 do it. Degrees. It says right here. <laughs> this is Nicholas that was him, right? Brother, Rich, yeah. Richard Madden is from is not was not no, 98 you Degrees. You are wrong. Oh, do you guys at, not understand who James Bond right is? Now. This is wrong. <laughs> so uh, I, I should, or I would also like Kenneth Branagh to play a bad guy in a James Bond movie. So uh, yes, we. I remember maybe that maybe this. that's the more interesting discussion. Who gives a crap who plays James Bond? Killian I want to know who Murphy. gets to. Right. I want to know who gets to play the cool bad guy. All agree it's Killian Murphy, and then I think that we can. Move on to casting the bad guys. It is yeah. not Killian Murphy. You Hugh Jackman. Wrong. Can he be uh, Ooh, James Bond? Is he too old? Who? I want an old, old, old James Bond. Like no. they did for Wolverine. No. <laughs> retired. We can yeah. either have boarding school James Bond or we can have retirement home James Bond. <laughs> all right. Let's 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 talk. Since since we all agreed that Killian Murphy is not going to be since James Bond. Since he is 100% Bond, the right let's answer. Talk Shane's about, on board. Shane, Shane wants to talk about Kanye West getting ripped by fans for selling his new clothing collection out of trash. You're not a fan. Go. You're against this. I hate that article you're headline a, because if you're, you're against a fan, the article or you're against the trash bags? I'm against the article because it's ridiculous. The fans are not that. If you're a fan of Kanye West, you're a fan of yourself. Everybody knows this. Interesting. That's interesting. A very, we love it's Kanye It's the ultimate self, self-care. Yes. Yeah, it's Jail, the ultimate self-care. I, I, like, uh, um, I've been listening to a lot of old Kanye recently. I've been li- Which, listening to uh, Jesus, uh, everything from College Dropout. Mm. Uh, recently absolute classic great great times Uh, what don't you like about this I just think first of all the title the the headline here says fans I I haven't really read the whole thing but I don't think fans really are that bothered people online questioning it and it also says trash bags it's not really trash bags what are they they are construction bags or uh, contractor bags no not contractor bags like giant Big black bags. He calls, garbage bag. he calls them something else, though. They're okay. not garbage bags. But contractor bags are like the heavy duty. Whatever. I think they're more like leaf. What do they mean bags? selling out? Like when I'm going to show it, people the. I, I'm going yeah, to show show pictures. They're leaf collecting first. bags, guys, and I think that's beautiful. They're like the giant IKEA bags. They do look like okay. Leaf collecting art. bags are thicker than regular garbage. Yeah, like bags. contractor right. bags yes. are thicker. Yep, they're not trash bags. But okay, um, so so he is like, what do you mean? He's on the street selling them out. So this of that, is a gap. In, this is a gap. gap line. So if you go to the Gap store, they're in these. They're things. in these giant bags, and they're just—it's a pile of it. Whether or not that's cool or not, I don't know. I don't buy from. Because I was gap. gonna say, if he's like, if you're accusing him of shipping them in garbage bags, like that's what all companies do. All that plastic that you get when you like order clothes. No, online. this is his like idea of setting it up that way. I think he, what he said is is that he wants people to just not care about it. Just open up the, just take it out of the bag, and it is what it is. I will say, it feels a little bit more like uh, if you were shopping, like if you were shopping to stock your own store, like when people, uh, like wholesale, like wholesale, yeah. or like when you're a buyer for a store, right, like right. the storefront that they go to, or like the, the warehouses they go to don't feel like this. Kanye is like, uh, deconstructing fashion. Yeah. Or like he's so like making you totally cool. like the same way. He was like, Kim needs to up her game with style because that's the only way for her to like really build a name for herself. And it works. He is making you do that too. You are your own wholesaler. Right. Do you remember when he was going to do like the homeless fashion show? Yeah. Like the, like it was like going to have, it was going to take place in like a, a certain part of like where the homeless crisis was really, uh, really bad. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, what I love about it is first of all, he, he, he unabashedly wears faded black, which I can't stand. I cannot stand faded He's black. He's doing it to make you mad. I, I almost think he is. I, I have. Direct I have not, target. Like, it, it is like you. you're. If you're wearing black, it should be like dark, yeah. dark. I, I do not like faded. Yeah. Especially, at least in jeans. That, no, that's that's okay. that's fine. Okay. That's that's fine. Uh, but his, like his jeans, like they look like they've been washed five hundred times. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan. But not 501. He wouldn't permit that. I would it's not very permit that. 90s. The uh, faded black. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. It's like watching. Yeah. Um, if you've ever seen the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, and all the the wayward kids who join the Foot Clan all have like faded black yeah. jeans. And yeah, just, and they look cool. And they look cool. And they, they look. They cool. got the Jimi Hendrix shirt on. It's yeah. all ripped, but it's not ripped because ripped was. Did cool. they buy it at Urban Outfitters? Like no, that? no, no. It was actually <laughs> ripped it. because they were living uh, rougher lives. <laughs> they at that actually time. didn't pay eighty dollars. Yeah, stole for it. out of a giant bag beneath a bridge. Exactly. <laughs> That's where Kanye West got his stuff. <laughs> exactly. So these are the clothes on screen. That hat should be thrown off a building. That that hat is awful uh, that off a building that's gonna hurt building. the hat yes do not understand and fly hats. away in the wind never to be seen again throw it off a building that, that hat should never be worn by anyone Sorry. uh that that hat just go go yeah. also I, I i don't like any of the clothes i will admit uh the shirt is far too short as a massive and wide. kanye fan and i will say this i don't say this to a lot of people i've been writing a novel about kanye for 10 years oh my god i swear to god it'll be out um and it's very it's the best thing i've ever done other than tells from the universe world but um this fashion stuff it does not speak to me no. at all and i defend him all the time for everything but this is not there it runs me. literally counterintuitive to everything that i like like the, the, all my shirts I, I get made fun i used to get made fun of on the vlog because of the oh, yeah. length of my shirts because i wear <laughs> Woo! oh hey thank you because i wear very long shirts it's we just kept joking that eventually brett's shirts would get so long they would touch the floor <laughs> It's like the old uh, white T-shirt yeah. uh, craze and, yeah. and uh, ringtone hip hop days. Yeah, that's basically what it is. No, this uh, hat is ridiculous. This hat is something that uh, what's his name would wear from diners, drivers, and yeah, Guy, Guy Fury. Fury. Guy Fury. <laughs> Maybe it's a collab. Maybe <laughs> I don't. I mind, respect it. I don't mind the hat, but I would not have been like, oh, that's a Kanye West hat. I uh, and I, I'm not a, a jean jackets are a hard pass for oh, me. I love oh, jean I love jackets. jean jackets. I'm, that's well, for that's me. Crazy. Uh, but, but I don't the thing like, is, like, would I, you look at this jean jacket and be like, Kanye West made this? Or would you be like, it is some random jean jacket that Gap is selling? I, I, if I saw that jean jacket anywhere, I wouldn't buy it because I don't like the stuff on the, the little pattern thing happening on the shoulders. I like just a straight up beat up, you know, jean jacket. Yeah. Do you buy a beat up from Urban Outfitters? Or do uh, you yeah. Beat it up needs, I like it to be pre-beat. Uh, you don't <laughs> so put in all that effort. Yeah. I, I do like that they're they're like they're not garbage bags. They're construction bags. They, big difference, bro. There's a big difference. Big difference. I like the idea that he, whatever it is, whether you like it or not, he's constantly a disruptor in whatever he's doing, whether you like it or not. This is not new, though. Who's the company that sold the 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 pin or the they they it was like they sold like a five hundred dollar uh, um, paperclip? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. But are these expensive? Like, is it just is it over? I'm sure. Priced? I don't think it. I think he he's made a point of saying it's not, but who knows? I don't. I think this stuff is expensive. I remember doing an article that like T-shirts were like. You know, it's not crazy expensive, but they yeah. were overpriced. Because if I'm remembering, this collaboration is Kanye West with Balenciaga at Gap. Like, right. it is a real crossover. Wait, let's see. I which see maybe dilutes some of the creativity, right? Like, yeah. when we're saying, like, does this look like... Oh, my God. It's way expensive. What, what are we talking? The freaking hoodie is 240 mm, yeah. yeah. The cargo pants are 220 Sorry, homie. I no. love you. Hard pass. But, but again, this is not I, happening. I think they're trying to be like, it's both Kanye West slash Balenciaga at Gap. And it's like still that Yo. you're actually diluting what's going on. Oh, my God. He he has a woman's long sleeve bodysuit for $300. Reasonable. <laughs> Reasonable. I've been listening to the song Never Let Me Down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, on Is that on the first one? Yeah. Yeah, it's yep. incredible. My favorite one on the first one is uh, where he's rapping uh, through the wire. I was reading. Oh yeah, that's because that because of the story behind He's that. Literally wrapping yep. the wire. I was uh, reading the story today about how luxury fa fashion brands are really concerned, uh, specifically about like people in their late twenties in China because they make up a bulk of like what they call like 
eccentric luxury purchases if i'm using the term correctly mm-hmm. and it's like it's this like they're the same people who are buying like two hundred dollar bucket hats like i know people who get tiktok famous who are uh, definitely looking for like if there's a fendi tr- bucket hat or like tr- whatever else and i think kanye west is also trying to ma- hit a cross section where there's going to be some random american teenager who's like balenciaga kanye at gap in my local mall i can shell out three hundred dollars yeah. for this eccentric sweatshirt like yeah. i don't know that he's ever going to be able to make a living off of this but it also seems like He's trying to give access to this weird cultural phenomenon that like not everyone has access to. Yeah. Now I'm trying not to think, that he should. Just now I'm trying to think of like which one I try to get away from farther. A bucket hat or that gap hat right there. Bucket hats are super well, trendy right now, so Lip I don't Biscuit think you get fan, uh, I don't mind the bucket hat so much. Yeah, or, or a mighty mighty <laughs> Boston's fan. Or I'm anybody that like ska. Honestly. No thank you. Both of them are, are disturbing to me. But think looking at the looking at this um these four things of the easy gap stuff, mm. I will say they don't exist in 2022, which is kind of cool. Like they exist, they are kind of timeless. And I don't mean that in like, they're amazing. I just mean, if you saw someone wearing, saw someone wearing that Gap hat, you'd think it was vintage or something. They got it from the 90s mm-hmm. uh, because it looks like something you got out of PacSun, yeah. which Kanye had worked with in the past when he did his um, Yeezus merch, which is some of my favorite merch he'd ever, he's ever I also done. like the face mask that's like literally made for you to rob a bank with. That's cool. Like, yeah, everyone. Yeah, that's uh, the only kind of face mask I like is the kind. Also, can we have twenty twenty two fashion without a face mask in your collection? I'm not sure we true, can. True. Gotta or what if he had it and he cut out the face? Like that's great. Just, like for all for all the band kids and bands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's how he. That's how he <laughs> disrupts the fashion industry. I I think this t shirt is weird, like the cut of it. But I also think I would wear it. It's like slightly short, but has longer sleeves. And I think I would wear the hat. But I just don't think I'd pay Kanye prices, and I don't think I would be like. Oh yes, Kanye made this. I think I would think like some random millennial at who got hired or millennial Gen Z or who got hired at one of these companies mm-hmm. made this. I yeah. and I and I'm I'm talking smack on the prices of this, but I'm also the person who bought one of his STEM players. But the STEM, <laughs> but I love the STEM player because Oh this, my gosh. Dude, I that thing is like uh the coolest type of art to me cuz I can take any song, I can take any song from his records or anywhere, put them on there. And then I have like the stems are available to me and I can make a whole new thing. I could sit with that thing for hours. Like it, it is yeah. such a fun. It looks thing. like one that of the remote cool. bombs from the it, game Goldeneye. It does. That's probably why I connect with it so much is that movie. That game was amazing, but it's that, that piece is amazing. Cause for me, it's like, again, I'm going to use the word deconstructed again. I think he's something he always does since Jesus. Well, he, he should, start, he should something. start selling Walkman again. I love Walkman, with but tapes. you can't, but you can't do on a Walkman, what you can do with a stem player where you can play the song you can make it backwards. You can take out certain pieces. You can slow certain pieces down, take out the lyrics. You do whatever you want. And uh, to me, that's like almost like what you were saying where you turn into the wholesaler. Mm-hmm. You turn into the musician playing with it. Okay. It's ridiculous, I know. But at the time, I was like, whatever. I just sold a house. I'm going to buy a stem player. That's the <laughs> only thing I got from myself is a stem player. Perfect. So don't be mad at me, Kanye, for uh, poo-pooing your Yeezy Gap. I got a stem player. All right, we got one more thing. I want to admit, this. This is just really funny. Mattel is suing Nicki Minaj because uh, she made chips that have Barbie in the name, and of course, Mattel owns the rights to Barbie. Uh, barbecue honey truffle chips, which sound fantastic. Uh, who doesn't love wrap snacks? No, do they have wrap snacks where you're from? No. What no. are wrap? Snacks? I know what that is. Uh, if you go, to we Philly, know about stone walls. They, we don't know about stone them. walls. If, with if them? you go to Philly, you see a lot of wrap snacks. Uh, there's what juvenile wraps. Different rappers have their own flavors. Uh, yes. What? Yes. Are uh, they so, are they wraps like sandwiches? Or no, are they no, just, just like chips. Because mm-hmm. so it would be funnier to me if they were wrap wraps. I was thinking like for like a blunt or a joint. No. Yeah, I would have seen that one. I think someone has. That does. Dog definitely has one. 
If he did, uh, with he, Martha Stewart, probably. Uh, Snoop Dogg has his own personal blunt roller that he pays right. 100k a year. Right. And I was on the road not too long ago, uh, going up to New York, and I saw in a gas station Snoop Dogg wine for sale. <laughs> right next to Martha Stewart wine for well, sale. Well, yeah, they can't be separated. <laughs> nah, They're amazing. besties. Yeah. So it says Mattel is taking a, a snack company to court over a Nicki Minaj themed chip that shares the name with its everyone's favorite plastic doll. And with the Barbie movie coming out next year, they've got to be high on their litigation yeah. right now. Legal documents obtained by TMZ show Mattel filed a lawsuit in federal court last week against snack brand Rap Snacks, claiming that they made deliberate and calculated choice to launch a new product using Mattel's famous Barbie trademark. Well, it is the text is very, very similar, and also the color scheme very clearly evokes Barbie. Um, poor Nicki Minaj. Poor Nicki Minaj. I've, uh, never, I've never said those words before. Also, like, why? Why? Like, this is obvious. You should have thought about this when you were branding it. Why did we not? Why not do it? Yeah, no, but why like, do it? Because why like, do it, it feels this like this was going to happen either way. Why not, why not reach out to uh, Mattel, I mean? That's yeah, what I mean. Right, I would yeah. totally get that one, but she clearly didn't. And also, like, so therefore we all could have seen this one. Come, I like that coming. there's kind of like an insight to her ego where she's like, she's more Barbie than Barbie. Oh. Yeah. Maybe that's it's what it just is. just pure narcissism. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm I'm Barbie now. I, I think it's like the Disney font. Like, people don't realize that the Disney font is trademarked. Like, you're not yeah. supposed to use it commercially. That's true. That's true. Is that true? Yeah. Of okay, course. but you can, but you can if it's like, uh, don't uh, they show up? Tire. If like thirty percent is different, yeah, it has a, to. And okay I think that's probably like what they that. went off of. Like, is that really true about texts? Like they don't just end up in font packs all, somewhere? No, all. I mean, like a version of it will, if it's like Shane is saying, like you can have a certain amount of modification for satire for whatever, like right. whatever reason. But like, so when, it's not like a font brands, pack you can buy. When brands lock down what their branding is down to the font, like. Especially yeah. one that's big as Disney, like they are not letting you use it right. without their consent. So, like that Star Wars font that's in like every font pack, it's probably a slightly off. Okay, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, but I think sometimes I, they release them. I mean, you have to like go through the process, but like yeah. the Disney, like D, like the font, no, you yeah. can't, you can't use that and profit off it without their consent. Right. All right, let's do super chats. Okay. Uh, Tacti Platy says, "My girlfriend convinced me that our next series after we finish Terminal List will be Eureka." I've never seen it, but I've made her suffer through TVD. I think you guys will both like Eureka a lot. Uh, and also, if you can find a place that's playing Warehouse 13, check that out as well. And Grimm, uh, another one. Oh, that Grimm was fun. Grimm is fantastic. I didn't finish it, but I liked it. Uh, it gets less enjoy. Like All shows get less enjoyable once you get into the to the later seasons. Yeah. But, um, Except for The Leftovers, the best all, show ever, ever all, made. Another show that I, uh, a guilty pleasure of mine that I've been rewatching recently is the remake of MacGyver. That's so bad, it. but I, I just, uh, <laughs> George Eads is hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, Lindsay 2X was talking about season four, episode four. The Jamie Fa- uh, Jamie mm. Kennedy episode of, yeah. What was TVD? Uh, the Vampire Diaries. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm the Vampire Diaries super fan here. I didn't even, I, I forget that sometimes. KP2X says the Tasmanian devil is a different animal. Well, that's too bad. Is it? Yes. Yes, bring it is. Back, uh, what would you bring back if you devil. could bring one? Uh, I wouldn't because I don't trust it. Mm, fair <laughs> you never do it. Uh, but if I could, I don't know. What I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what animals are extinct. Uh, oh, maybe the dodo bird. Oh, oh yeah. Let's go. Well, uh, then, then the the bird gets like copyrighted because the dodo exists now, right. and the YouTube channel <laughs> can't just even exist. hits the hits the bird with like it's got to be maybe like maybe an animal rights group will sue on the bird's behalf. The Ooh. bird will have to change its spelling to like D O E D O E. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bad App says, <laughs> "I want to pop shove it with." Brett and Val. I don't know. <laughs> Val is from the movie Brink, uh, played by Sam Horrigan. Uh, Pop Shove doesn't really relevant to me because I don't skateboard, but but 
Close. Close enough. Yeah. We're, we're, we're good. There's wheels. There's uh, wheels. Chris Poole commented, although he didn't super chat, that this is more uh, Jurassic Park than Pet Cemetery. Mm. True. Like, just it's true. Just another contrast. It's because true. that also ended well. Plus, we know that, yeah, exactly. That, thank that goodness, gave us a six-movie well. series. Always yeah. move, proves that they always learn their lesson. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, never, they never make the same mistake twice. <laughs> uh, Darth Donza says, Doza says, you have the best rabbits. Uh, I don't know what that means. I love but when people have their own inside jokes. Rabbit, uh, like maybe it's like we go down our the best rabbit oh, holes. Rabbit holes? That'd be I don't funny. know. Maybe I, I had buck teeth like as a kid, so I'd, I'm always self conscious. Really? Maybe it's my buck teeth. <laughs> people call me um, rabbit. Tacti Patty says, "Brett, how about Richard Madden, aka Rob Stark?" That would be fine, but for James Bond. For James. Oh, Bond. we got a second one. Nathan Lafarki says, or Frankie says. <laughs> I can't read. I don't know how I'm alive. Okay, Richard Madden says for uh, he says Richard Madden for James Bond could be again absolutely not. I don't know how old how old is uh, I think I looked it up. How he was born in he was my age. I think he's a little too old. Yeah, he's like a month younger than me. He's born in '86. Mm. So they want somebody who's like 30 year old James Bond. Mm. Uh, Plus, Richard Madden just looks like generic uh, Sebastian Stan, anyways. A Liaison says, I did the math and Googled actors born after 1992. First result that came up was literally Ezra Miller. I'm <laughs> telling you guys, he ticks all the boxes. <laughs> what could go oh, wrong? Also, talk about noodle arms. Come on, team. That guy is weird. I'm telling and also you. Also, definitely yeah. not the right. Okay, Good fine. Going. Then we can we can settle for, um, um, what's your name from? No. Immediately, no. We're not gender swapping James we're, Bond. We're <laughs> Not James Demi Bond. Lovato. Uh, yes. No. Uh, or, no. Uh, what's her name from uh, Juno? Uh, Ellen Page. Ellen. El no. Elliot Page. <laughs> Elliot Page. What? YouTube. I said it. Uh, Sorry. Good old E Page. Sorry, am I right? Culture. Obviously, we're kidding. Uh, <laughs> Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. Oh man. Javi J says. Uh, have movies taught us nothing? Nothing brings back the dead. You should not make deals with the devil. You should not pull Superman's cape, and you should not mess around with Jim. This is true. Uh, uh, you should not. Uh, th there's a there's a, a great episode of the show The Librarians where they where they it's about like this town where like the leader of the town made a deal with the devil and like back in the day mm. and whoever takes over the town next also has an inca deal with the devil uh -huh. and the whole episode is trying to they figure also out how to, the different deals with the devil? yeah they all have like whenever he's the, like franchising this town yeah yeah <laughs> the, the, basically the devil is like he signs them to a bad contract every time Every That's time hilarious. they do the it. The deal is that they have to then recruit someone for his triangle scheme or his pyramid scheme? It's basically, but no, basically like as soon as that guy dies, it's like in the family, then the next heir in the family is like takes over the town because it's like a really small town and then the devil sidles up to him and like makes cool. them sign the, the contract. Awesome. It's, it's great. Uh, Thousand Foot Deep End says, if they did freeze Walt Disney's head and brought him back, he'd take one look at what they've done to his company and immediately die again. That That's is a hundred percent He'd be like, true. I'm out. This wasn't can, worth it. He's like, where's my, McCarthy? Uh, what? <laughs> find my review online of Mary Poppins 2. <laughs> Probably the meanest thing I ever wrote. Really? Why yeah. would we make sequels of yeah. that? Do oh, you think that show needs a sequel? touch the perfect movie. My God. <laughs> All right, guys. Shane, give every uh, let everyone know where they can find you and give them a shout yeah. out for what you're um, marketing right now. Sweet. Well, thanks for having me on. First of all, it was a pleasure being with, on with both. As of you always. Guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm Shane Cashman everywhere, and you can find Tales from the Inverted World at uh, at TimCast.com. And uh, if you haven't signed up yet, you should. We have the first two episodes of this season. Uh, they're free on YouTube and Spotify and Apple. And if you get hooked, you can find it uh, on TimCast and. It's a pretty crazy season. I get my my life threatened. I see a UFO. I uh, sneak into cemeteries, look for lost gold. It's a pretty wild story. So I hope to see you all there. 
Perfect, dude. Yeah. Perfect. And is there any news coming up with more uh, involving the project? Or oh yeah, what? I'm I'm already working on part three. Perfect. That's top secret. Perfect. <laughs> All right, Hannah Claire, we got a couple of super chats. Then yeah. and then let's go. Okay, Bobcat says, "Why does Superman even wear a cape? That's got to be a tripping hazard or something." Yeah, well, I mean, he doesn't need it to fly. Why does he wear it? I just remember from the Incredibles when like that they're like capes are dumb, and they show like a superhero flying by a plane, and they getting sucked into the engine. <laughs> um, okay, and then Terrence Rice said. Now hear me out. Snoop Dogg as Double O, o-, o- Dizzle. Technically, Dope. if it was Double O Seven, it'd be Double O Sizzle, which Dope. is even better. Yep. Let's. We're into this. Start uh, a petition. There's also one more. Bad App would like Shane to. Uh, she want. They want. He wants to add Shane to the Sassy Gay Boys. Uh, right. We we did an episode last week. Perfect. Th- yes, that's. that's he, there's there. no questions. <laughs> no questions asked from yeah, Shane. Perfect. Let's I'm do it. in. Let's do do it. you want to know who else is in the club? Uh, or? I don't think I need to know. I'll find out when I go. <laughs> no, who is in the club? Perfect. <laughs> All right, Hannah Claire, let everyone know where they can find you. You guys can find me on TimCast.com. Click on the read tab to see what I'm writing as well as the rest of our awesome news team. You can find me on Instagram at HannahClaire.B. You can find me on Gab at HannahClaireB. And you can, after this, no longer find me on Pop Culture Crisis, except for maybe when guest has, Brett has me back as a guest. It's been a ball. Tuesdays. Tuesdays, okay. Yes. Still have it. He's looking so still panicked have over there. I'm, I'm very saddened by the I fact just, that you think you're just not going to be on anymore. I don't know, man. I had a hostile takeover. There was like technical issues. Maybe I brought bad vibes. <laughs> Anyways, it's been so fun hanging out with you guys all week. Mary Morgan is back tomorrow. And yeah, that's it. Perfect. Guys, again, I, I apologize for the technical difficulties today. Uh, it was not the episode I imagined it to be, especially when you get excited about a specific topic, but we powered through it. It was we a fun had episode. Fun. It was a fun It was a really fun, fun episode, yeah. So uh, we make best, uh, we make do with what we have to do uh, when bad things happen, uh, and that's the best part of it. And we've got one more super chat there. Why don't you read it? Oh, you closed her. Close I'm going to read it. Thousand Foot Deep End says, No capes. Edna Mode from The Incredibles. Best no fashion capes. device of all time. <laughs> All right. So, again, I apologize. We will be back, hopefully, with no technical difficulties tomorrow. Mary Morgan will be here to make sure that nothing bad happens. Uh, she will oversee that, I am sure. Uh, but for now, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram, at Brett Dasovic for the show, Monday through Friday, barring any te- technical difficulties, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on YouTube. That is noon Pacific. We are also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify, if you would prefer to listen rather than uh Rather than watch, which uh, uh, after today, I don't know why you would when you can watch me suffer through uh, trying to figure all this stuff out. Watching Brett panic, (laughs) I do have to say, like comes with his own, you know, it's it's very entertaining. I don't like it when Brett is upset. I don't like it. He is a uh, he's a very flustered man. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad like you got it all worked out though. My cortisol levels already dropping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are also on social media: Twitter at Pop Culture underscore Show, Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis, and on Instagram at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. We will be back with a technical issue free episode tomorrow. You we'll see just you then, guys. Yourself. You Bye. Curse yourself. Bye.